2: Hey, Star Wars fans, welcome back to Star Wars Hangout. Uh, friends got a special guest to break down Ahsoka, Episode 1 and 2. Cameron N. Hansen is in the house. How you doing, man? Oh, doing
3: well, my friend. Doing well. Just loving some Star Wars lately, you know?
2: Yeah, let's go. Let's go. I am... I'm still... Hey, I dressed up for this occasion, by the way. I want you to know. I know Right. I didn't get the memo. I know. Sorry about that. Uh... <laughs> No, dude, thank you for, uh, I had to kind of move, move times around a little bit and I had some, some teacher stuff to do. Uh, you know, what, what is with people wanting to make me do real world things when I want to be in the world between worlds and like checking out what Ahsoka's up to? It's nuts. Throws Keeping you crazy. too late,
3: my friend. Keeping you too late.
2: I know. I know. I did have a big burger on the way here. I had a frosty, and uh, now I'm sipping on a white claw because I'm ready to go. I'm literally ready to talk about this, 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 this show, dude. I let me. So you've watched. Let's go over what we've done here because it came out on on um, Tuesday, and you watched an episode that night. I think right first.
3: The, yes, I watched the first episode the first night.
2: Okay, awesome. And I watched the first. So I got the first two in. Stayed up late. Did that, and then had a long day today. I was able to rewatch episode one, and then as, as, as I told you, I very safely listened to the episode on the way back home, uh, and I've been just kind of skimming through articles today and checking out some of the Easter eggs. There's a ton of Easter eggs in episode one and two. Like uh, We're actually going to talk, I think, today more about um, our big takeaways, things that you liked from the episode, your reaction to it, uh, and then questions you might have, and even theories, speculation and stuff, because... It's it's thick. These first two episodes were, were just full of full of goodies, but also really not, not just kind of like throwaway Easter eggs. I mean, there there's things there that, that are cool references like Dave Filoni's birthday is, is uh, his date of birth is referenced in this, you know, in, in, in episode one. But um, really cool things and then deep lore stuff. So but before we get to all of that, what were your just your initial reactions as you were watching it? And uh, what were what's what's the vibe that what, what, what are you feeling?
3: I thought it was really good. I thought um, the beginning was pretty strong with not like just off the bat going with Soka, going into the uh, presumably antagonist of, ser- of the series or partially antagonist of the series. Um you know, starting off strong with some lightsabers is always awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't been getting much of that lately. So, the fact that we get two, like, really cool lightsaber scenes, like, right off the bat, like, with um with Balin and then, like, Ahsoka later. But, like, we yeah. get, like, literally off the bat, we get a a, a, Balin hall, a hallway scene. Right. So, I mean, right. that's kind of cool. He's just menacingly walking towards the, yeah, Dude, the resistance it, leaders and crazy. His, his
2: style. What did you think of his style, too? Like, the way... Did you notice how he and Shin were very different? Like, like he's, right? he's
3: very like robotic in his movements. Like, yeah. where he's like exact, almost like yes, kind of yeah. cool. V- very she's, precise. She's very wiry.
2: Yes, and she's kind of like yeah, like like sly and and just sort of um fluid moving. Um Just totally different styles from those two. And I'm sort of like, whoa! Is like where did she? I mean you can really? see it's
3: flashing right now I'm watching it's on right watching? here yeah yeah it's like flashing that scene's happening like right now well
2: yeah because there's blaster bolts flying I mean he's deflecting those shots and he's just it's, it's epic precision yeah it's it's really cool did you notice the vibes though that were like episode one like Phantom Menace vibes in episode one of Ahsoka
3: that's one of my notes I um, oh, okay. it's very much like the beginning is very much like Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon going into the you know, like we're at the beginning of episode one, where they're they're yeah. together and they're master and apprentice sort of deal. Like it's it's cool. I don't. I'm yeah. assuming that was intentional. You can't like. I mean, it's Dave yeah. Filoni, so it's probably intentional.
2: Yeah, I think there's another one even later when um, when Shin Shin goes out and you get like a kind of a Darth Maul uh, yeah. moment there. There's, but yeah, there's definitely callbacks to that, and I, I feel that, like yeah, they they show up and they are jedi uh they've got the old codes and they're coming in and the, and the new republic officer by the way what is up that officer is uh he's bold He a yeah. a i he called he's like i'm gonna call him i'm gonna call him on the I, I don't know i would just like yeah just invite him on the ship and hope that they're not jedi because i mean it kind of shows you that there are so few jedi and force wielders that he's pretty confident these guys are just jokesters and it's a good act and to they're, be fair,
3: the odds were in his favor that they were. <laughs> so. That's
2: Yeah, it's true. That's true. But I mean, uh, yeah, it was a bold move. And I felt like there was also a little bit of a Star Trek vibe when he was first like checking with comms and he was sitting up in his chair and he was like, you yeah, have, you have the bridge. Have the bridge. <laughs> that's, that's
3: the line that got me too. I was like, you have the bridge. That sounds just like, like okay. old Star Trek.
2: Yeah, for sure. I've like you know, never heard
3: that before in Star Wars. I don't know that saying you have the no. bridge. I don't know.
2: Yeah, it, it felt, it felt, it was definitely like a, a Star Trek kind of feel. And you always know it's bad. Like in Star Trek, by the way, when the captain does have to leave the bridge <laughs> and put somebody else in command, you're like, nah, easy, Unless it's like Captain Kirk or one of the, the main yeah. dudes. Uh, yeah. And, and even then, they're, they're in trouble to some degree. But yeah, that was an epic, like the hallway scene and Chin uh, doing her thing. I, I just, that was a great way to start. A lot of it was what we saw in the trailer. But mm-hmm. that's good. That's good because we get to see it in full and I don't feel like we're spoiled. I feel like we got yeah. a, a trailer and we still got a lot of stuff that's hitting in episodes one and two. So I didn't feel like it was because um, I'm trying to think of things that were in the trailer that we haven't seen yet. Besides one, one or two, you know, like a duel in the forest, which I think is maybe coming in episode three. But but overall, yeah, yeah, that was a it was a great I stayed way away to from a
3: lot of the trailers. Honestly, I didn't Did really you? even watch. Like I watched like the, the first one maybe and then I yeah. just like ignored the rest not a per I just didn't have any like I was just like I'm already going to watch it so I don't need to yeah. Yeah, really need see anything hype. yeah right, right. but yeah. okay on the same path that where we're at so like in the story we're moving up through if he's gonna go unlock the door he freaking opens up the lock with his with the force like you usually oh. every other person needs a droid to be able to do this but for right. so he can he can literally pick these locks with his mind yeah it's crazy that That is cool. I didn't...
2: Yeah, I do remember him doing that. That's... that's. He seems like really... Just, I mean, I'm imagining a Jedi from that time period, you know, from the, the prequel era who had all these years to develop, dude. We don't know his backstory, but he seems like... Like, imagine... I sometimes think, like, what would Anakin... We see Anakin turn to Vader and we see him, pow, you know, level up or whatever. But, like, imagine outside of the suit or any of those other Jedi from the prequel era where Balin is you know raised i mean uh what's his name the droid um who who yang how do you say his name
3: yes Hu, Hu yang? Yeah, Hu Hu yang. Hu yang?
2: yeah yeah um and he talks about him being that like identifying him by his lightsaber and he's from that era he's at order 66 i don't know if he's a survivor or if he just um
3: i don't really know he just says he disappeared yeah like, we don't know what happened maybe he was off world and just got lucky who knows Came right. back and everyone was gone, right? But it sounds but, like he knew Anakin, so I'm wondering if you know, like they're probably about the same age. Like he probably would have been Anakin would have been his age, just about. So they probably yeah. went, they might have trained together for all we know when they were,
2: right? They like, might have. They they absolutely. And I mean, he says everyone in the order kind of knew Anakin Skywalker. We saw that in one of the uh, trailers. Mm-hmm. He'll, say, he'll say that to Ahsoka. So, but you're talking about the, pres- the like the precision precision and the ability to kind of um, uh, with, with his lightsaber and then also able to unlock things. He just seems like he's a he he seems formidable. I mean, yeah. I don't. I'm
3: a little worried. He's he's tough, you know. Force user. He's yeah. good with the force and good with the saber. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. He's
2: he's a cool character so far. I love him. We're, I know we're gonna get to more of him in episode two here. But yeah, that that opening scene uh, was was pretty was was something. And then we get to Morgan Elsbeth, uh yeah. who they're there, the prisoner. And I, I may I, I've been thinking about this. I'm sort of like they also because you were watching. Did you watch some of um, Mandalorian? Did you finish out Mandalorian with Moff Gideon? and him? Yeah, he couldn't get him to trial. And somehow
3: he saved I him now.
2: and now you are going to have
3: a real security issues some, here. They got to figure something out.
2: They got a lot of issues. I mean, there's there's sort of like rebel or I'm sorry, Imperial agents everywhere and defectors. And just they have major issues like the New yeah. Republic is fragile. And they said that multiple times. I'm like, yes, this galaxy and the New Republic. Are very fragile,
3: so they're falling apart, man.
2: Yeah, it's wild. But here's an interesting one that I that, that I noted when he talks to her. When he talks to um, Morgan Elsbeth, he calls her uh, Lady Morgan. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? So I was reading up on this and just reading more about her name. He calls her Lady Morgan, and it made people kind of think of Lady Morgana, which is the kind of the sorceress that Merlin fights often is 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 like a witch that Merlin fights is Lady Morgana and he calls her Lady Morgan and so that's then you, you go on to find out she is an, an actual witch and I'm like okay this is starting to make sense because first when we meet her you're like Morgan Elsbeth who is she what are, just a normal have?
3: person that's good with a right. spear
2: <laughs> yeah exactly I mean maybe there wasn't a moment to use her uh her witchery power they're locked up in in some battle there but she definitely uh, has powers to some degree. It feels like, and was trained by the witches of Dathomir, or something, or, or is somehow related to them.
3: So but she like almost scoffs, like when sh- she doesn't like to be called like a witch, because like when, um, what's her name here? When Shin call yeah. like says that she's a witch, she's like kind of scoffs at it and is just like, no, I'm a survivor. Like, so it seems like almost she doesn't even. Maybe she survived by not using her powers for so long that she just doesn't rely on them anymore, and that's why she just doesn't really. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. It's going to be something like well, that.
2: Right. Or, or or some of these people are like they're they're pursued um, in terms of like if they're if they're if they were pursuing Jedi survivors, maybe, you know, just depending on as you go back into the time of Palpatine, if he's looking after, you know, any of the Dathomir witches or or I mean, the, essentially they were kind of, you know, wipe, wiped out. I, I actually don't even truly understand how she's related or connected to them, if that makes sense, because. In large part, they, um, I don't know if she's directly from Dathomir or if she's yeah.
3: from, maybe she's else, so. just because she doesn't really look like them either. Like she clearly knows about them, so I don't know if like we'll get later on, like why she doesn't necessarily look like them. Obviously, it's kind of hard to compare because they were animated a lot versus live action, yeah, so who yeah. knows, but um, yeah, then because she doesn't really look like Marin either from, right. um, Jedi mm-hmm. Survivor, so it's just like. where where is the, like, is she just someone who practices the religion or is she like actually a night sister? Like, I'm, I guess that's where my confusion is. Maybe I'm sure we'll find out soon more about her, but
2: yeah. And I think we're going to find as we go through the first two episodes, that there's a lot of questions that everyone has that we don't really know the answer to, because like we, we know a little bit about, um, uh, God, you know, I mean, we're still, we were still learning stuff about Mandalore and what happened there. And like, I'm still even thinking now about, like, what did Sabine think when all that stuff was happening with Mandalore? And then with Dathomir and the and the, the Sisters. I mean, we know bits and pieces, but we don't understand how Morgan fits into all of that. So I just think we're going to have a lot of questions where, like, that's the whole point of the show is to introduce these new people and talk about how they survived and, and, and slipped away. Because just like we hear Order 66, uh, you know, the execution of all the Jedi, look how many Jedi survived. So, we hear that the Night Sisters are like taken out or they're wiped out by the Empire or, uh, you know, the Mandalorians are scattered. And it seems like when we start off with the Mandalorian, there's like no Mandalorians. There's a ton of them. They're just
3: all scattered yeah. around and stuff. And it just it uh, seems like it more so means when they wipe out like a faction, it mostly so means that they wiped out the institution and less of the people. <laughs> That's true, what it is.
2: <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So, for sure. And then, speaking of that, actually, not to, I, because wherever you get notes, just pop in here. But I mean, the next sort of scene is when Ahsoka goes to that world, that, that, uh, m- like almost like it's a puzzle and she's, she's turning mm-hmm. the dials and, and lining them all up or whatever. And you talk about, oh, like, very a,
3: video game ish.
2: Yeah, exactly. And you talk about like a people or society that, who are those people? I mean, what is that, like, place where she's at? It sounds like they're, it's related to, uh, the Night Sisters
3: and, and Lady Morgan
2: seems to know what these places are. And well, I saw some... something
3: about how you know the 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 like ash sand black sand that she yeah. was messing with about how there's a theory about how that is the same kind of sand like that uh, d- uh dark side users go and like inhale it's like the ash of like fallen like like from that. what does he darth maul does it i think in oh my god or something or like maybe the clone wars where yeah. he like inhales it it's something like that. It it's maybe the same kind of stuff. Like it's one of those worlds or something.
2: I see. I see. I but it, see.
3: Then it just combusts. So it's it kind of looked like like it was a yeah. uh, like a powder keg in there about to <laughs> blow up. So I don't know. Like it's very flammable. Whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think a lot of that was um like the. I don't know because the, there was the explosion, but I don't mm-hmm. think the explosion ignited it like that. I felt like the explosion was large, yeah. but it was contained. But then right. they just kept going around the. The entire yeah. planet looks like so.
2: Were they? I, I, that's a, that's, a, that's a good point. The assassin droids they had their self destruct mode, and I I was confused by that too. I was like, are they that lethal? That it was like I, that they that there was only what three of them left, I think, or something, and they go to thermal detonators.
3: Like it yeah. didn't seem like it was anything crazy. So
2: no, no, no. So there must have been something else on that um that that area temple planet or whatever that like you said that magnified the explosion, or maybe they yeah. just really could. Maybe, maybe Ahsoka didn't know that they could. Had
3: that uh, shoot sort of, that far. Yeah. That had that radius. Yeah.
2: So yeah, it was, that, that, that was a, a wild scene. It was cool. So she gets the map, which we're, I know we have questions and thoughts. We're going to do a whole discussion here later on, just about the map and what it means. And And Cameron, before we started the podcast brought up some stuff that I just, I cannot wait to share with you guys. So please stick around because there are tons of, Really good questions, and I got one I want to drop on him later, but it's just, there's some really intriguing stuff, and I think on the surface, like, we're told a lot of things, like, we're just sort of fed stuff by Dave Filoni, but then as you rewatch it, and you look a little closer, and you start to analyze stuff, he just, in such a clever way, hide things in, in, in plain sight, and there's things on characters' faces, things that they say. And there's items that don't quite make sense, and I don't think we should just believe everything that we're being fed and told here, uh, because there's going to be elements of surprise later on. So, uh, okay, so that was good. We 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 got the map in, but we can't we can't open it. So that's that's kind of a problem. And then I was thinking, I was talking to Lottie about this. I thought when Balin and Shin show up on the New Republic, here's my big thing with the Ahsoka series. I know Ahsoka is. She's fulcrum still, so there's still a relationship between her and the New Republic. But I'm sitting here going like these are Jedi ish. They don't really know. The New Republic is not really sure what they are. So they 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 notify Ahsoka. It's there's this is all related for sure. But I just kind of wonder if anybody didn't like let Leia know or <laughs> Luke Skywalker or anybody else i know it's the ahsoka series but a part of me is just sort of like they're big players in the new republic and i'm just wondering i know luke's off doing his own thing but like ahsoka was just i supposedly just hanging out with him not too long ago when he's training grogu
3: that's true i I, like it's so funny because like i just totally disassociated that luke was even like a part of this universe anymore because he just like really isn't in that much stuff like the book of boba fett and all that mandalorian blah 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 like he's in that but it's he just doesn't even seem like a possibility to even be a player, but you're right. Like, in theory, he should be your number one guy that you call with this kind of stuff. Um, even though right. Ahsoka's great, obviously, maybe it's like one of those things, like where like the ghost crew, uh, with with Hera and all that yeah, yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. she she knows Ahsoka, she doesn't, oh, she probably doesn't really know Luke, she probably's heard of him, but she probably yeah. doesn't really. They've never, at least that we've seen, they've never had like a connection. Right. Um right. So maybe it's just like, hey, I, what should, we got to call Sokka about this. Like you could justify it that way, I think. Yeah, you can. For sure.
2: I, I think you're You know, sometimes I even have to remind myself, like it's a big galaxy and these are big organizations. And Luke is one hero. He is the hero of the rebellion. Um, but then he is he's off to start his own order. He has his own thing. And he's he's not going to be like, you know, the I don't know,
3: the. The, the, hero it's like, be like the, the, the new republic's inquisitor hunting down yeah. other bad guys like, they're yeah, bad guys I mean, to go kill he's them. Just, yeah
2: he's just on call all the time Like, get luke over here again come on yeah now, let's you know but
3: he's probably I mean, handling for all we know like there's gonna be a luke show sometime and they're gonna be like he's like actually handling something way bigger at the moment <laughs> i mean could be actually
2: i hope i cameron don't get my hopes up here i really I hope know. that does happen <laughs> uh because i have i'll t- you know what at the end of this i'll share i'll share with you one of my shared this with Lane, it was um, my connection, my story for Luke Skywalker, and um, how I think, I think I know what he's doing, and I actually do think I know where they're going with Luke Skywalker and what they're going to do with him, so remind me at the end, I'll, I'll tell you all, all about that. Sweet. Um, okay, so yeah, so we do, we, we call Soka back in, and she is, uh, yeah, she's checking in on, the, she's, you know, checking these guys out, trying to figure out how this is all sort of Related and it's cool. It's cool to see Hera. I think it's been interesting to see these characters go from you know animation and to see this kind of come to life. I think there's moments where I see and I I, I feel like they're capturing what I what I feel is like the rebel spirit and I hear I hear it in their voice. I, 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 I the costumes do look great and everything, but it's it's taking me a little bit to because I've watched Rebels so many times and I love mm-hmm. that that uh, that show. But like when I first saw Hera, it like just took me a second to. To get used to to her, right? Um, whereas with Sabine, I was like locked in. Ahsoka, for some reason, I was locked in. Like, absolutely, they they, they look great. I still love Hera. I love what they're what they're doing uh, with her and everything. It's just taken me a little, well getting a little, used to. Yeah, it's just a little different. It's it's that's a hard transition to make, I think. Right from yeah. from animation to live action and to have all those things kind of work out. You got to make some changes, and some stuff's just not gonna be able to carry over. They're you know different. It seems actors, like
3: you know? it's easier to go from live action to animation and like you know spam believe like you you believe it and you buy into it a lot sooner than the other way around where it's like animation they can make them look a certain way but then sometimes it's really hard to like i guess we found that out with um it's the bounty hunter from book of boba Fett. Like, oh cad, uh, cad bane cad bane yeah, like, yeah we found that out with him like uh, it could be they can look super cool in animation <laughs> but then you try to get them in live action and it's just like Hmm. it's tough but but if it was the other way around like if it was a, a live action character first and he looked exactly the same and then they right. translated him to car, like a cartoon animation yeah people i felt i bet everyone would be like all right looks good too yeah like, true. I, I true, true 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 one of those things yeah
2: because i think another character that was tough you, um in the last uh mandalorian season three was zeb you when they had yeah. zeb in there uh we, we get to see a, a glimpse of him I'm like whoa uh, I can't believe they did it. It look he looks he looks good, but you can tell there's a lot of computer stuff going on there. I was gonna and,
3: say he's very. I think the reason it looked so good to our eyes is yeah. because he was CGI, like pretty much all right. all CGI. If they would have tried to go like practical Zeb, yeah. then that would have been a really jarring. So
2: yeah, 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 true, true, true. Um, all right, so think he'll show up. Zeb, I God, I I kind of hope so. I don't know. I I, I think it, maybe it's a bit ambitious just because. Maybe there was a lot to do there CGI wise, and I don't really know how they're how they're pulling that off, if that's Mm -hmm. fits
3: in the budget. Too many main characters. Yeah. You don't want you don't want the whole thing. I don't know. Right. Maybe by the last episode once.
2: For sure. I think uh, I think a smaller cameo or him showing up, like piloting a ship and saving somebody here and there and and then kinda saluting and going off and doing something else for the new republic would be cool if he if they call on a favor and they need a
3: you know, like for one episode, just yeah. Call yeah. For one episode and Something out. like that,
2: which which would be cool.
3: I feel like we need a reunion of all the, uh is it the Ghost Squadron people? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like eventually, you need a reunion of everyone that's still still around. But yeah, maybe not. Sure. Maybe not just. Obviously, it's not gonna be the first thing. We gotta still see what Ezra's up to at this point. So
2: I know. Well, one of the things is, I mean, we we everyone's assuming that he is like, I mean. I think, I mean, yeah, he's alive. They're going to show him. But I'm just sort of like, we don't know. I mean, our character what's What really dawned on me when I was watching these first two episodes is, like, they think he's dead. Yeah. That hope was lost for him. They really had no, like, just the rumor of Thrawn causes them to say, oh, is Ezra alive? Otherwise, it doesn't seem like he should be. I mean, there's just no, they have no clue. He's just.
3: Well, to them, they're, is, he's as, regardless of if he's actually dead, he's as good as dead because they can't get to him. True.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. There's. Yeah. There's. Yeah. They don't even know where
3: to start looking. <laughs> he just yeah. zoomed off.
2: Right. Which we're gonna get to and figure out. Like how? How does this map play into all of that? And how? How is there a map to Thrawn? I know I was gonna say that for, for, for later, but it's just like it is kind of my mind- it's it's mind boggling. Like what did did he leave that map? Is that what? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It, we'll we'll come back to it, but anyway, uh, yeah, so we then bounce over to Lothal, and we kind of get to see Governor Azadi there, Ryder Azadi, the governor, he shows up doing the speech, and you know, Sabine's not there, and I thought Natasha did a really good job of actually pulling off Sabine. I thought she's got oh, that yeah. kind of reckless, um, uh, yeah, she seems uh, just just kind of an attitude, kind of an edge uh, to her, and, and she seems to be pulling, she's just, I think, lost a little bit, and... And she definitely doesn't know how to fulfill this, uh, this last, I don't know, wish, or she doesn't understand what Ezra's saying. And I'm sure Ezra saw something in the Force that maybe he can't he couldn't have given Sabine all the details, but he was counting on her. And it's like, for what? To mm-hmm. come get him? To find him? You know, and it's, she's, st- she's been struggling with that, and it's just, you can tell it's been hard for her. And she stays in Lothal. Even though stuff was going down on Mandalore and things happened during the Galactic Civil War, and she's still just there,
3: feels like that obligation to keep his post, kinda yeah, watch over the city, right, exactly.
2: And she's li- she's listed in that whole ceremony as a as a hero, and uh,
3: yeah, it's it's kind she's of like a, a what she what they call her lieutenant, not lieutenant, commander. right, like what a commander, commander. yeah, or something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, right. Really quick side note yeah uh governor what is it Ryder azada Azadi. yeah yes um played by clancy brown i guess he was he played the voice actor in both the animated version and here yeah uh th- he's an ohio boy is he really he's from urbana ohio shut
2: what? up i did not know that holy mm-hmm. smokes yeah, and he actually- plays mr
3: krabs in spongebob <laughs> <laughs> that's wild!
2: <laughs> oh my god uh lottie will love that i'll have to tell her that she'll be like oh my god uh she loves spongebob she's all about it me i didn't grow up with it necessarily and sometimes she shows me memes and i'm like why is this funny you're like i don't get it i don't get it but no um you missed yeah it. i because as soon as i heard his voice and i looked at him i was like wait that's him and I was like, oh my God, that is that that yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I didn't put the
3: pieces together. I I didn't realize he was an animated character first. I it's been I've seen Rebels, but it's been probably like two or three years since I've seen yeah. it. Um, just keeping up with the lore and stuff. That's about it. But I don't remember like oh, little yeah. characters like that. I guess the the other guy that he points to, uh Captain is it Captain Port? No, Captain Porter. Oh, there. Um, Kel, Senator J. Jai Kel, Jai Kel. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess he was in with He was one of the guys with Ezra at one point I when they're doing so. the cadets. Like, yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, I thought so. I said something
2: to Lottie. I didn't put it in any of our recordings, but I thought I thought that was I thought that was him. And uh, yeah, I, had, I I just needed time to go back and look because that could, yeah again, there's just tons of those little tiny name drops or references, and you're like, okay, lots of connections. It's crazy. To Rebel.
3: Yeah Yeah, I had no idea like uh, then I found out I'm like wow they're really putting like all these little characters they don't explain who they are what they do you're just if you know you know and if not that's okay (laughs) it's not really important. Cameron,
2: I have been saying I I really feel like like that's why I'm, I'm kind of like, OK, when they drop in like a Legends character or something. And it's sort of like if you're looking for I know sometimes they want this creative piece where they want to write something new, but there is already this like lore that's out there that you can pull I mean, Thrawn is actually a Legends character was created in mm-hmm. Legends by Timothy Zahn and Dave Filoni himself chose to bring that character back. He's like, you know. Uh, but if you need someone in your show, and again, Dave's lucky. He's, he's really just continuing Rebels, and so he has all these different people that he can kind of pull from. But I'm like, wow, there are so many characters, especially in The Mandalorian, where I'm like, it's cool to make new characters. But at the same time, it's nice to have that little balance, I guess, of of people that if you've been around Star Wars, you know. And you're like, wow, okay, I, that's, that's a new name for a lot of people, but it's also a, a name that will, some people will recognize. And they'll be like, wow, that's, that's, a, that's a cool little nugget. And it works both ways, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. I wish I'd. You know, we saw more of that. And we're going to see we're definitely going to see a lot of it here in Rebels. And again, that's just because uh, Dave is kind of they're calling it. I mean, Rebels season five, essentially. This is yeah. just, you know, in live action, which
3: is great. Well, we'll uh, pregame for the movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dave's movie. Dave, we trust, you know.
2: Oh, my gosh. I mean, seriously, after these first. How do you feel about that? after the first two episodes?
3: You do you feel like this is going the right direction? You feel like I this think this is, is probably let me see. I feel like this is so far the the strongest show yet. Okay. If in my opinion so far. I yeah. think like production wise it looks really nice. They they seem like compared to what was the it la- was Andor the last one that they yeah, just so, put out. There was nothing yeah. in between that, right?
2: Uh we just Mandal so you had the Mandalorian season 3
3: which right. I mean but just yeah continuing on same production. I don't there. think even compared to compared to Mandalorian season 3 this yeah. production like I have in my notes here like it literally looks like a movie like it looks like they poured a movie budget into like this little tv show because like the visual effects seem better Mm -hmm. i can can say this about about both Andor and mandalorian season three the two newest ones that just came out i think i think the visuals look better they spent more time on practical sets Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um obviously they're still using some virtual it looks like and they're going on location to some things too which is cool seemingly um it seems like right. they spent more time on the little details, like just looking at a scene of like when uh Sabine gets to like the little lookout or the radio tower oh, or yeah. whatever, communication yeah, yeah. tower. Like everything on there looks so detailed and like kind of rugged. Like there's so much little detail involved in that space mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's just like someone really put some love and some love and care. Yes. Um, into that scene. So it's like that stuff, the loaf cat looks really, really good.
2: Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just just real quickly that that spot where she's staying, I mean, that's that's where Ezra stayed for a long time. His parents broadcast that signal. It has sig- huge significance, and in, in there, if you if you watch as they and I've been trying to slow it down, just even as we're talking, I'm like, there's so many little things, uh, connections to Ezra and just in that series that are just there, sitting on the, on the on the shelf. And there's Ezra's helmets, and then there's her armor, and there's just a lot going on there. And they, they definitely put a lot of time into making that look legit. And, it's, and, it
3: looks lived in, like everything. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's my thing. You're right. Sometimes I do feel uh with some of the other productions, I'm sort of like, ah, this looks like it it yeah, it doesn't look uh as gritty or I think they're or, all
3: good. They yeah, all do a really yeah. good job, but this one for some reason, like with the lighting, because they're using it seems like they're using a lot of maybe it's just the tone this lends itself better, because I feel like everyone has looked Every one of the recent shows has been lit really well, but like for some reason, one thing I've noticed about this show is that, like, in in the comms tower, like when she's like looking later on at the holograms and stuff like that, the mm-hmm. lights playing and like on Ahsoka's ship, like it seems, I'm like, where are they actually lighting from? Because it just looks like a light that's just up there is now shining down on her face like right here so i don't really it doesn't look like there's just a light offset it looks like everything they did a good job at making it look like all the lights that are in play on the set are just coming from the ambient lights on the ship or on yeah like or in the scene around like her home like just or the hologram lighting her face like that kind of stuff is just they just did a really good job at subtle lighting that plays from the scene
2: yeah, no, that's a good point cuz I was like the detail in her ship when we when we're there and we're just walking around and like the chairs rise and the table rises and all of that I was like this is like a huge thing that they've they've built and it's all and they're spending a lot of time there it seems like they're they're getting their use out of it. it's where and in a lot of video games, that's where you come in as a crew and you mm-hmm. sit down, you talk, you discuss, you game plan, and, and you you pass on. That's where you get some backstory and you fill us in on, on what's happening and you talk about serious stuff. And so it was cool to see that already out the gate. And I feel like that's a place we're going to we're going to be um, quite often throughout the season or just, you know, where. Yeah, because it was it yeah, just, it's main hub. Yeah, help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So no, good point though. I mean, I think it is. To, this is
3: another this is set a, design thing. Really quick, while yeah. we're on the topic of set design, I saw that they literally like, sh- like recreated the Bond Calamari like ship interior where they have like the planning for the attacking the Death Star. Like they or when they're discussing her and Hera are discussing like what's going on in person. If you look at like side by side of like the original, like where they're all sitting in this, like it looks exactly. It looks like they just. Took the set and just moved it over to the show. Like how accurate it looks from really? like side by side, and obviously yeah. it's out of focus in the background. So you gotta you can give them oh. a little bit of slack there, but like it legit looks like there should just be Luke sitting there listening oh. to them tell the battle plan. Dude, so.
2: I don't even. I I totally forgot. Yeah, I, you you can see the steps right there where he where he where he would have walked down and where, um, Mon would have been there, and they're they're discussing.
3: Yeah, uh, the events it's- of. So just little details like somebody had to recreate that. Somebody had to go and like map Mm -hmm. out, like here's what it looked like in the original trilogy and okay, just go make, make that now. Like it's just just crazy.
2: Yeah, for sure. I remember when they did that kind of with Jabba's throne room a little bit, they went and and really looked at some old stuff and, and, and pulled some things from the archives uh, to help them make that and make it look legit. Because mm-hmm. you're right, you're right. This the, the, now that I'm looking at it, it didn't even dawn on me. I knew they were there, but I, I it is it's obviously not. It,
3: it's probably not the same ship, but it's the same type. So yeah, yep, that is really cool. Yeah, I love that. I,
2: lo- I love that you're noticing all the the the, the sets and the, the the lighting and all those different things. Because to me, I I don't know. And we've talked about this before. I just look at it. I'm like, it just looks freaking great. I don't know how. I don't know what I I'm not as as don't have the trained and that's eye. Good. Yeah, and that's, that's what, what you want, you, right? As, as a filmmaker, a yeah, as a filmmaker, you're like, that's that's what, yeah, for you, I mean, you're, you're noticing all those different things or whatever, but that, as I think you would say this as you produce something, you want me, uh, your 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 viewer, your watcher, to, to just be like, no, nah, that I, I can't, nothing's standing out that's like, cause, it's just, that's distracting me. It's just like, I'm, I'm there. I'm like yeah. locked in uh,
3: and, and that's, that's a really good point because. That's why I call it a curse because I can't not pay attention to that anymore. (laughs) Like it's really, you know, it's really, really good when I get lost in it too. But I mean, the number one, I feel like anyone in film production is like would say that the number one goal is to make it so it's not noticeable to the viewer. Like you're totally entrenched in it. They don't want you noticing when there's a light hitting their face in a certain way, like unless Mm -hmm. it's serving the story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're intentionally pointing out something they would so much rather it just be so subtle that you don't even notice. So
2: yeah, yeah, that makes sense, it makes sense. You know, you, you just because now I'm looking at it a little bit more, but if you go to about, like, 28 minutes when when Shin and Balin and um, uh, Lady Morgan are kind of looking at the aftermath of, mm-hmm. of that self-destruct situation we had with Ahsoka earlier, so they're just trying to figure out what happened, who has the map, and they're going to send Shin uh, to go track it down. That looks really cool. All the dust is still there, and it really looks like the aftermath of of, of what happened, and there's just a lot of gritty, grainy kind of you know, stuff going on there just yeah, looks this,
3: looks cool. The sand is still there, so that makes me think maybe it wasn't the sand combust. I don't know, unless there's just something left over. But Although, it did, the, they did make it look like the sand was the was combusting of some in some way. So right, I'm not really right. sure. What
2: well, could have been? It could have also just been carrying those flames maybe on top for. So I don't, who knows? I
3: freaking Star Wars just, you know could have just looked cool and they said keep it Just keep this
2: make <laughs> to blow this place up we want some uh massive explosions so uh yeah no yeah cool uh wh- let's do you have anything else before I dive into another can,
3: uh, yeah yeah what do you got one question about episode one I guess that pertains to this is does Balin have some sort of foresight ability um, wow. because it seems like he always kind of knows at least like maybe not to a full extent which is why he questions himself a good amount Mm-hmm. like he's not mm-hmm. he's always saying like it's you know it's not certain but I, I have a feeling that this is the way it's going to be or this is who that is or he's always like kind of he seems to know a lot but he yeah. isn't like it is for sure this it is for sure that that's 100% happen it's always just like yep. a, a feeling that he gets so it's almost like he has like yeah. i guess sort of just like one of the i don't know what those what what it would be called in the force but he just I, yeah force well, intuition i have no idea like yeah insight I mean
2: Right, it's not necessarily... you know how like Yoda always warns Luke about premonitions and things to come and and, and getting, you know, glimpses. Uh n- not not full foresight, but d- to have a glimpse or a yeah, feeling that something that something is coming. I feel like a lot, you know, Qui-Gon's always telling Obi-Wan to be more in tune with the living force and to be in the moment, um but at the same time, I think the Je- I think the Jedi do struggle with that, sort of like being Present here, uh, the cosmic force and where the force is taking you and guiding you in terms of this, you know, like, uh, I I don't know, looking far off versus like also staying centered and staying here in the now. Uh, But he, he, he has a very good grasp on that ability. Because he doesn't get carried away with it. You know what I mean? He, yeah. Like you said, he he senses something. He's able to kind of say, I know these things are emotion." motion. That's where I say he's a very seasoned guy. He seems like a very seasoned Jedi who has developed over those years, got through Order 66. And I just imagine a lot of Jedi that would be his age, that would have fought in the Clone Wars, if Order 66 wouldn't have happened, how much more developed and how much more powerful they would be. And
3: he, he really has a good control over this. And He's almost like a Jedi un- unchained, though. He doesn't have to... It doesn't right. seem like... He's not limiting himself to only the Jedi way he like almost it's almost like in a way he took what was good about the Jedi, like with the apprentices and teaching Mm -hmm. them. But then he implemented what he feels as though personally Mm -hmm. is right. And it's almost like that's why it's weird. That's why I called him like an antagonist, but almost because it's. Yeah, it's kind of weird because like he doesn't seem fully bad, but he does. He's no. definitely not the good guy, but he seems like a guy who doesn't consider himself a Jedi, but he also doesn't consider himself to be evil. He's no. just like another. He's something else, right? Uh, yep. maybe that's why his he, he has you know rocks the orange saber, not necessarily a red one, right? But. And
2: they and they both kind of do, don't they? I mean, they both kind of. So I I think he and he definitely has. There's no there's no Sith eyes. There's no super dark side rage or anger to him he's very calm he's collected he seems to just be walking his own path like he walked away from the jedi maybe i i kind of have a feeling that if order 66 and emperor palpatine could take the jedi out like that and like you said they wiped away their institution it's like it's gone the order is gone um what else else is
3: we supposed to do you know it's like
2: yeah, exactly, and so he's going to go make his own way and 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 survive, right? Like like Morgan says as well too, and he finds this this force sensitive along the way, and he he trains her, and he uses a lot of what you know. I mean, we all do, right? Our our, our background, our our history, uh, sort of influences a lot of the decisions and things that we that we are going to do today. And so he takes the good, as you say, and I think he's giving passing that on to her, but he's open to. To this power grab or whatever, because he talks about power beyond your your wildest dreams, sort of, right? When she's like, what happens when we see Thrawn or when we find is that, Thrawn?
3: Is that in episode two? Or yeah, is I that jumped
2: ahead there. Yes, yeah, that's that's two.
3: Spoilers, Ezra. Spoilers. Oh,
2: but yeah, I mean, he, he is, he is, and he does it in episode one and he does it in episode two. He is in tune with the Force. And like, I, I don't know, he know. I think that's where I'm like, he seems really formidable. He feel, I feel like it ain't going to be easy. Uh, to Got powers that we don't shot. even know about. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's the kind of stuff that I've always that you would read about in legends books that they had these abilities, and and we didn't always see these things on screen, and we can maybe imagine them, but like there, even Ahsoka when she goes in and she's twisting the dials and she's listening, and you can hear whisperings and the voices. What is she, we're kind of like we kind of have an ear in there as well and we're listening to what she's hearing and remember when she goes back after um I, again i'm probably jumping ahead to Absolute. episode two yeah. that's one of
3: my questions though yeah i'll, I'll just ask it now yes that. let's and go I'm on it basically does ahsoka have i don't have a here. Well, i can't really find it but anyway it's just like does ahsoka have some sort of ability kind of like like force whisper or something like whatever the one that um Cal Kestis has where he can see whispers in the forest where she's like oh. I don't remember ever seeing anything like that but for some reason multiple times through episode two and episode one evidently when she's trying to do the dials you just hear voices from other things that have happened right coming back to her and I don't know like, if that was like a motif yeah. from the show just saying like this is what she's thinking about because mm-hmm. Sabine does it too when she's hearing Ezra's voice so it's oh, almost yeah. like I don't know if that's just like a theme that they're playing with, like where that's what's in their head or if they're actually hearing like whispers, because right. when Ahsoka does it, it's after when she's like looking around for that droid again. When episode two, when she goes back to, you know, try to see if there's a straggler there hiding to try to right, kill Sabine, right. she like hears the fight without having been there. So she like hears yes. things of it from Sabine. So it's like is that kind of like a force echo? Absolutely. Force deal echo. going Yeah. On?
2: Yeah, you, you, you can sense echoes of things that have happened. Yeah, that's 1,000% what I think Ahsoka is doing. I'm not so sure about, like, Sabine, it feels like, you know, kind of, w- we see this with Anakin sometimes, he would have nightmares about his mother. Um, He mm-hmm. would have premonitions, and he'd had nightmares about Padme. Now, a lot of that was, like, you know, Sidious' influence and, and different things, but still, Jedi had their premonitions, and they got kind of, you know, carried away. And I feel like Sabine is definitely... Something's going on when she's asleep. And I think sometimes when we're asleep, too, a lot of our, our guard comes down. Whatever block that she has... By the way, I think she is blocked. I think she is going to tap into the Force in a major...
3: That's what I was going to ask, too, really quick. Let's go. Is it, is it known that she has the... Uh, can she wield the Force? Is that known? I don't remember if that was in Rebels or not. Or Mm-mm. is it just yeah, she could it's... just use a lightsaber and for some reason Ahsoka wants to train her? Right. I, don't...
2: I it, It's not known. I mean, so... We don't ever see her use, like, have control over the force and, you know, do like a force push or uh, use the force really to enhance her her body in any way or her her movements. We know she's gifted and she's talented and she's got this, uh, you know, she's very good with, like, oh, um, mechanics and building and and droids and, you know, like, she's got a real technical side to her, right, and an artistic side as well. It's... I from what I've read and the things that I've looked at, a lot of what happens in Rebels, I used to say I, I honest to God used to say there's no like Sabine is not force sensitive, as we would say. I mean we all have the force and there's varying, you know, degrees to it and whatnot. Then I started to go back and I was watching uh I was watching a few different YouTubers and I was reading on, on Reddit and stuff, and I saw some people break down every bit of evidence that supports Sabine being a force sensitive and it happens in Rebels and I will, maybe I'll put a link down in the description to some of those things because it was mind blowing I was like, whoa, hold on a second so there's a, a mystical creature called the Bendu that only two people in the series really wake up and it's it's Kanan's presence, He it's the conflict in him, the barrier, the blockage him not being able, after he's blinded um, will wake the Bendu and Sabine. Sabine is the other one who is able to wake this mystical creature. And then at the end of Rebels, we see her kind of running around on, on Lothal with Lothwolves, who really at first couldn't even be seen and unless they were seen by Ezra. And Ezra was the person who could, you know, tap into those things. So, and they sort of represent the force and, 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 you know, the, the, mystic side of things and and they're running around with her uh she like almost predicts as the the darksaber probably called out to her when they're when they're facing down darth Maul, and she gets that and she trains with it so
3: there's literally I mean, I mean, we know about the dark the darksaber really yeah. quick just the fact that i mean it clearly if i don't know if this was a thing when <laughs> if they knew about this when they were writing rebels but obviously it uh dinjarin has a hard time with it because he wasn't right. First, or I don't know. I guess I I really don't understand that. Like why he couldn't specifically do it, but some people could. Whether. You know, yeah, there's but. something
2: there's something about the dark saber that makes it extra hard to kind of control and and you have to kind of like a lot of them seem like they're fighting against it and like mm-hmm. the armorer definitely was better with it and it seems like it took Sabine some time to master it and learn it. Um, it's a little trickier, but yeah, you you can wield the lightsaber or you can wield the dark saber, but um, to and you can go through those basic forms, but if your force enhanced is sort of the other component there, and she's been learning the forms. Hui Yang says sort of like yeah, you you could keep practicing. How why haven't you done that and she doesn't really have a good answer it's sort of like well Soka walked away from me but she could keep training as a jedi he says her aptitude for the force is less than anyone he's ever you know been around basically like non-existent which is why yeah. we would all kind of call her a, like a non-force sensitive we would say she doesn't have the, the force per se uh but then we look at like the example of leia leia we know goes on in Legends as an adult later to learn the Force, become a full-fledged Jedi. And then even in new canon in The Rise of Skywalker, they show us flat out she is totally Force-sensitive. We, we knew she was Force-sensitive, but we hadn't seen those um, abilities uh, right, show yeah. up and, and, and things. And she hadn't been trained in, in, in that stuff. So same thing with Anakin Skywalker. I mean, he has all... he. he he is so force sensitive and his medical orient count is so high that he's doing stuff just naturally without any training. Yeah. And are like, Oh my God, this guy's, you know, on another level. Whereas a lot of them, that ability lies dormant. And until it's tapped into and trained or, or kind of, you know, pulled out of them, they, it it may lay dormant. And I think with Sabine, it's not only the training hasn't got to her, it hasn't pulled it out, but she's got a lot of blocks, uh, a lot of walls up. And I think that has to do with her family. It's the time
3: from the force.
2: Yeah. Possibly that I mean, yeah, it is. It definitely is. And so she's not open to it. And she's not ready. Even Ahsoka says that like she's she she noted that, uh, you know, you just kind of know, right? Like that person knows and then you also know. And so and
3: I mean, there's a whole movie called The Force Awakens. So I mean, yeah. like, clearly they're really trying to drive that home that it can that's something that could be awoken and it, a person right
2: that's a good point that's a good point because i mean race is rolling around you know i mean is maybe a force sensitive but like the force itself then sort of comes in as this other character and awakens in her and and chooses her as the hero right and kind of right uh, propels her on her journey so yeah that's a good point i do i do so i do think we're gonna we're gonna see her work through that and work past it and it's just it's there and there's a lot of like imagery and symbolism and things associated with Sabine that would hint that she is associated with the force in some way and that she may be force sensitive. I just, that's kind of all I can really say about it right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if, wait and see. yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's, that was a good one that I'm mm, love. I, I love the idea of her being force sensitive and being a Padawan. She's at the end of this is, is a Padawan. And she actually, before we go too much further can we talk about, like, the, um, you were talking about, like, knighting the green and the lightsabers and the, and the battles and stuff. I mean, her and Shin go at it at the end of episode mm-hmm. one, right? So, yeah. they, they absolutely go at it. What did you think of that fight?
3: That was good. Um, I feel, I kind of felt like looking back at it, if you, with a more critical eye, it's like, I feel like Shin should have absolutely wiped the floor with her. If you think about, <laughs> it, like, she, she clearly has the force and then Sabina. Yeah like we just talked about does not <laughs> or mm-hmm. at least yet. So yep. it's like, if she would have, if she would have taken that into her own advantage of like using the force, then it probably yep. would have been a lot quicker. Maybe she did like, you know, some strikes here and there, some speed. So we don't know, I guess it wasn't really clear, but yeah, that was cool. I thought it was a great fight. It was a, another cool lightsaber fight that we don't really get to all that often. And I'm yeah pretty sure in live action, it might've been the, I might be mistaken, but it might've been the first live action, the uh, dual female fight that we've ever had oh um yeah i can't think of, i know that like in, in the animated mm-hmm. series it happens quite a bit but i don't think it's ever happened in live action yet yeah yeah but like i think we just haven't had that many lightsaber fights in live action that weren't in the right. movies so i mean right. array is the only woman with a lightsaber in the movies really besides leia they mm-hmm. don't fight mm-hmm. so right yeah no but, yeah yeah
2: good point yeah good point point. and i'm watching this fight again and it's like from you know, from from a forms from just a like the like the sword play uh, piece, you can see that uh, they're about the same size physically, but Shin mm-hmm. is like more animated by the force. I mean, her strikes are stronger, and they knock Sabine back and and things well, like I that. And so,
3: yeah, I also saw something about how they were pointing out the video I was watching about how Sabine. Like the whole point of her training with Ezra is Ezra gave her the po- the pointer of like waiting to strike and being patient. And then she's basically Shin ends up outpatienting her and yeah. she strikes. She goes to strike first and then she ends up losing and she's doing these like big heavy strikes opposed to like all the mm-hmm. other ones Shin's doing where she's like, you know, quickly striking and stuff. She's like Sabine's yeah. leaving herself exposed by doing these large heavy strikes trying to just probably do it out of anger and mm-hmm. frustration with mm-hmm. everything. Whereas Shin is more reserved and just, you know, she just had, she just had a grand old time. She's probably been practicing with Balon for years and years nonstop. Like she's never had a time where she's just stopped dueling. Right.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think this, yeah, that's a good, I'm actually glad the way I'm glad they ended with, and this sounds weird to say, but I'm actually glad she did stab her and ended that and, and thought, okay, I got the map. And then, then she could have finished her, but then Ahsoka is, is bearing down on her. I thought that was good because, like you said, I feel like Shin should wipe the floor with her. I mean, more so than she did. Although, so then there's kind of like, okay, there's a credit. There, there must be some previous training here for Sabine that she's calling upon. And uh, and we, we know she's a Mandalorian. She's a fighter. We know she has a lot of skill and talent. Um, but the lightsaber is a different type of weapon. And she, she clearly is trained in lightsaber combat, but again, doesn't have the force to, to animate all of her movements and things. But she's she's also...
3: Um, yeah, isn't there a thing in I don't know if it's Legends or if yeah. it's a canon thing about how like building your lightsaber makes you your own lightsaber gives you a better connection to it so you fight better. She's never built one to our knowledge. She's just using Ezra's old right. one, so she's using a lightsaber that doesn't even belong to her. Yeah. That's all she's ever known—the dark saber and then this one, presumably. Mm. So it's you know that's probably not a leg up on, for her at all. Right. If right. you want to go by that.
2: Yeah, and that's a good point because I do feel like when you kind of get acquire your own Kyber crystal and you connect with it, and you're you're you intimately know the ins and outs of your saber and your weapon, that does make you kind of connect to it more uh who says that she does uh what has he put it she has made modifications to this lightsaber so therefore he's calling it hers even though it's ezra's but you're right i mean i think down the line this will have to go back to maybe ezra i'm not sure unless he's he's, made
3: another one wherever he
2: is holy smokes what if he ignites the red what if he's dark side man what if i (laughs) i have so many things cameron where i'm just like i don't think things are gonna go the way we think they're gonna go and I'm I, all for
3: it. I think it would be a great story if uh, things didn't go the way we thought they might or we'd hoped they might go in a way. Yeah. I, I feel like it would be very dramatic that in a way that I feel like they don't really do anymore in Star Wars. Like, Yeah. Even it's though it's kind lot, of like yeah. a potentially obvious thing, I feel like we're just so well trained in storytelling as consumers now that we can spot things like that then because some people might think it's obvious storytelling but like it's still dramatic and it would still be like oh wtf moment for everybody if it Mm -hmm. actually if that actually did happen it might feel like oh they they set this up and it was so obvious that it was going to happen but like it still would change the game if it actually happened so well
2: yeah, I mean, w- one of the most brilliant things I think Dave did, and, and when you watch Rebels and you watch seasons one through four, and, and anybody who hasn't uh, done a rewatch in a while, go back and watch this. A lot of stuff seems, you kind of know it's coming. You, you, he gives you a lot of hints, and if you're really paying attention, you're like, okay, I kind of think I know where this is going to go. But there, it's such, the way he draws it out and makes you feel for these characters and connect to them emotionally, by the time it does hit, you're like, God, I hope it doesn't hit the way I think it's going to. Because you, you start to see sacrifice coming. You start to see things that... that right is on the wall it's on the wall and you're like wait I like this guy we're not gonna kill him are we that's not how ha- I mean I think it should because you know that I hope that same thing happens in the series and they pull up the heartstrings and you're like what the heck is going on here so and they're they're I mean, they're this is the man that
3: blinded Kanan and uh, then <laughs> like yeah. out of nowhere so. That show,
2: that show is just wild. It's, this has already got a lot. It's got a setup to that type of epic storytelling, and so we have a master and apprentice versus a master and apprentice. Tons of lore and and things, uh, mystic things, and connections to night sisters that we didn't know about, and other whole freaking other galaxy. Like this is not just a galaxy far far away. This is a, a galaxy far 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 away now I mean this is nuts you know which is could be our galaxy could be I mean there's I've seen some wild theories out there already Or
3: <laughs> they're just chilling drinking a Coke, yeah you know? I
2: mean so, so, yeah somebody was like Thrawn's out there in Chicago with Ezra and he's just, <laughs> just chilling you know That's awesome. oh they're gonna oh good god
3: I guess just to wrap up episode one so yeah. we can kind yeah, of yeah. move on is just obviously the craziest moment is like Sabine We we all know that she doesn't die but it is kind of like a hold on does does she, doesn't she die? <laughs> like, yeah. I did have me going. Like, I know she doesn't because she's obviously been. In, that's like one downside of seeing trailers and stuff. Is just like obviously yeah. we know that she doesn't die, but it would have been crazy. I mean, it, that would have been like a Game of Thrones type move to like oh. kill her off in the first episode. Eddard Starker like, just yeah yeah. So I mean, Qui Gon is somewhere just being like, "What happened?" I know. <laughs> Force Ghost just shaking his head like, He's like "How many people?" Uh,
2: yeah, it's daggone. I mean. Yeah, because she she survives that, and I know it's just like the placement of the saber and where did it it's go? To the Everyone's... side,
3: obviously, instead right, of like right, right down the middle, like Qui Gon, I guess.
2: But... I, I I could see Dave saying like it very much needs to be in this exact spot, otherwise. Fans aren't gonna buy it because if it would have been in the chest, I'd been like, to see to say it no, come on. Qui Gon couldn't survive that. There's no way that Sabine could well, you, but it was you know not was directly thinking? in the chest.
3: So yeah. Exactly, yeah. One thing that I was thinking too, Freddie Prince Jr. said it himself on one of those podcasts that he was on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh talking about it. He said that like we don't decide, and the person doesn't. The fighting doesn't decide who wins and who loses. It's the force that decides. So obviously, the force. You could say, in a, in a way, like Qui Gon had to die for all this to happen. The force, mm-hmm. and then so the Sabine will. had to yeah. live. Like she lost the battle, but she, the force decided that she didn't die. I mean, it's kind of like a catch-all for any sort of thing. You could just be, ah, oh, it's the force, the will of the right, force, blah blah right. blah. So it, it sounds kind of lame, but at the same time, it's like it's true. It's like. Yes. You know, there's bigger things at play going on in this universe than just like a battle with two lightsabers. So it's like, you know, if yeah. Sabine wouldn't have gotten almost killed, who knows if she would have had the same at ad- Like if she would have won, maybe she would have thought that she was like kind of hot shit and like right. was too good for that. like, obviously, oh, I didn't even need to train all this time. But now she's down. She's down yeah. at her lowest and now she has to get built back up. So she's ready to right. train. She's ready to, she realizes that like that was close and I, it was all my fault. And they have the map right. now and the key. And so, she, yeah, yeah.
2: Hum, hum, humble pie a little bit right in the side, ironically. But I mean, and the humble pie, any type of pie will hit you in the side, Cameron. I mean, if you eat yep. too much of it. But she needed to eat some of it because I don't, she was just reckless. I mean, she just is lost and reckless and doesn't know what to do. And I think um, she needs. I mean, Hera said this. She needs structure. She needs purpose. She needs. She needs this. And I, we do not know because I keep hearing that like Ahsoka walked away from her. And I'm thinking, why? What? Yeah. Something. There was something that needed resolved in Ahsoka, which we haven't got to yet. We're gonna. We're probably going to get to that. It's going to be I unpacked
3: know. all season long. I bet. Yeah,
2: yeah, which is which is fine with
3: me. But yeah, but good parallels really between though. her and Anakin are crazy, huh? Yes, yes, they
2: are, and that's the other huge piece is that she is Anakin's apprentice, and for like three years, and, and during the Clone Wars. I, I, So here she is passing on like some of his training and stuff. It is legendary. This is an epic. It's cool because
3: whenever I see her fight, like both she's fought. Well, she fought in episode two, too, against the lightsaber of Duels. But just seeing her fight, I'm like, I'm not worried. I'm like, this is this person was trained by Anakin Skywalker. And I've seen I've seen what is it? The uh, the not visions. It was the Star Wars, the one where they're just the shorts where they have like those one-off little episodes like where you know the one the episode where she he's he's training her to basically survive oh, order 66 tales
2: of the jedi All tales right, of yeah. the jedi yes yeah. oh my gosh you did so i'm that- like
3: I've seen what this Padawan has been through. She She's going to live yes. through anything. <laughs> like It's going to be a lot to take her down.
2: That's a really good so. point. I, I remember when Boba Fett first came back, I was like, it has to feel like Boba Fett. And, they, he, and he, he did when he first came back. And then mm-hmm. I'm not so sure about the book of Boba <laughs> Fett. <laughs> right. But like, when he first came back in The Mandalorian, he just like owned, 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 owned. And yeah. you're like, whoa, that is Boba Fett. And so when Ahsoka shows up, I'm thinking she's got to feel that same way. And from the moment she's been on screen, you're like, that's her. That, she, I don't, like, I'm not worried about her. She is well-trained, yep. and she is owning the way she should, if that makes yep. sense. Like, her, her power, it, it seems correct. She's not losing uh, to droids and stuff. She's
3: wrecking She's them. literally trained in probably one of the most hardcore ways by one of the best lightsaber duelists to ever live. So, it's like... <laughs> Yeah. She was put to the grindstone all those years and then also training on her own and without limits now, not being a Jedi and associating with it. so
2: Yeah. And I just kind of wonder, like when, when, you know, we've seen in some of the previews or the, the, the trailer, Balen Skull just kind of being like also totally comfortable in and of himself to say, I can take her. And it's like, whoa, dude, I, I that I mean, he's got a confidence about him that is he just has this this assurance that he, it makes him scary. It actually makes yeah. him sort of like he's not worried at all. He's not playing into the normal things where he's like over angry and he's going to trip up like he you almost sort of li- I kind of like him. That's it's the- almost
3: like a a more dark side Mace Windu where he taps into the dark side to like mm-hmm. but he uses it to his advantage and yeah. not just lets it overtake him almost. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause he's not a Sith like he's not a Jedi either, but he's. Mm-mm. like we keep saying he's his own thing so it's that's what's the most terrifying is it turns out we're all finding out great yeah. jedis are the most powerful so yeah man uh
2: yeah and by yeah let's let's dive in as as that's a good transition here because we we learn a lot more about them in episode two and mm-hmm. and I thought you know episode one was a great setup for us and we're like okay we understand something went down we, we you didn't need to show us a training montage between ahsoka and Sabine we get it they've been training for years and then they split there was a riff uh, the way Lottie explained it she was like it was like they were like romantically together though every t- if you go back in with a lens of like it felt like there was a really bad breakup like and then, <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. it was just the way they it was kind of funny um but anyways yeah so w- when you when you get into this that was a it was a great setup but then we really then dive into a lot of different things in episode two so this is toil and trouble and I just to kind of, you know, give you guys some of the bigger pieces of this and we'll get to some of Cameron's thoughts and, and takeaways here in this for me, it was that Ahsoka, I mean, we get the, the, the New Republic stuff with the Imperial remnant, all of that connection into what was happening in, in, in the Mandalorian and just what's going on, the state of the galaxy sort of. And what's like some of the, the fragile nature of the new Republic and the galaxy itself, the instability. We see that, we see that when they go and visit, visit Corellia. And it's just, uh, it's, you know, it, it, it lets us know that the new Republic is just weak. They are weak. The Imperial remnant is actually growing, I think. And I, this is going, there's a lot of years to play with between now and the force awakens. And so we're going to see obviously some major battles, some, some, something majors going down in this series and they show us that though in this in this episode in episode two we see that, but then we also get a look into another freaking galaxy, you know. It, it so it does all of those things, it, and it it also then you know brings back some. I mean, this cool this cool scene with Hera and and sort of the rebels feel, and they're going tracking down something. Sabine does her thing uh, in terms of like the droid head, the assassin droid. She's tapping into it. Uh, Hu Yang is, is hilarious, and so it it had a it had a lot in episode two. There was tons of things, and I think the biggest things came came from Morgan Elsbeth and uh, Shin and and Balin. Like this that that crew. I'm I'm when you're this interested in the villains and what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm so interested in what they're, what, like, what's going on with them and who they are and their backstory and stuff. I'm, I'm super intrigued. Like, it was one of the things of, of, of Star Wars. People were so intrigued by Darth Vader and who's this, who's the Emperor. And then you get into all the backstory and stuff. And they're like already in two episodes, I'm locked into these characters and I'm really like analyzing them, uh, probably more than I, I, I need
3: to. But anyway, Dude, honestly, R- RIP Ray Stevenson, that's so sad. Oh. Like, I, I'm just going to be heartbroken if like his character doesn't end yeah. up perishing this season and that like we're going to have to miss out on him and uh, any other future projects. Yeah, he's so like two episodes him, so he's already like my favorite character. So
2: he is he is honest to God. Like I, I, I normally don't say this. I'm a light side guy. You know what I mean? I, I, strive, I strive to stay in the light, Cameron. I really do. I know. But we all do this man. I mean, <laughs> I'm he's wondering, so, cool. he's so He's so cool. He's stone and, cold, baby. Yeah, and I, I look at i look at Shin, and she's such a dedicated Padawan, and she is scary. I think she's got a, a ferocity to her, but also, if you look very, very, and I mean this, I want friends to go back and watch episode two, and maybe it's in episode one as well. I can't remember where she's asking about Thrawn, and she's looking at Morgan Ellesbeth, and she's starting to realize what's going on. She looks, like she really shows kind of, The characters age in in that scene and how young and and there's almost a little innocence that comes through. This is going to sound crazy. All right. Because she's she's a dark side character, and you see her looking to her master for help and guidance and what's coming, and she's and it's not in a dark side way, you know what I mean? She's she's mm-hmm. really looking at him and, and is a dedicated Padawan, and and I mean, what 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 is her motivation? What's she working for? What is she? What's their ultimate goal? And she probably
3: thinks they're doing a good thing, you know, from yeah. a, from a certain point of view, as as Ab- they say. Uh,
2: absolutely and and that's where i'm like looking at her going i wonder what's going on inside of her mind um her master is so cool so calm so collected and he's he also seems to have an eye on lady morgan he's got an eye on other things it seems like he and shin are doing their own thing and they have their own play um but they're kind of going along with this and they they have their own agenda which is keeping them true to who they are, and they're not selling out necessarily. They are in some ways, right? Because they're, they're mercenary. They're, they're you know. Got to make a living somehow. Right, yeah. But at one point, when they start to talk about this other galaxy and Thrawn and the coming of Thrawn and bringing him back from the exile, she she looks scared. You can go mm-hmm. look at it. She does look a little bit scared, and she seems really overwhelmed. And it's so weird because then, then you look at Ray Stevenson's freaking boss standing there. Like this epic knight of old. I mean, he just—he looks epic with his with his outfit and everything. And he is just calm. He is—he is calm. He is understanding. He sees where these things are going. And you can see, and the music's playing underneath. Ed Cameron. She looks like she's—it's when—it's when all the when when they when they light up sort of the map. And Morgan Elsbeth is sort of like. Like we're getting into some deep stuff and there's we're realizing there's a whole other galaxy, this big portal that we're gonna be opening up, and she's like, This is too big. There's there's stuff going on here that's above my head, and she looks to her master and he is calm. And I'm like, now hold on a second. That's the kind of stuff that we see on the light side of the force, where where you see where you see that that master Padawan, you know, relationship. And yeah. we don't necessarily see that with Ahsoka
3: and Sabine. It's like his light side training is just. Kind of, it's. I feel like that's the weird thing about him is like he's not fully dark because I feel like no. he would totally be like, "Don't worry about it. Like it's fine. Whatever. Like you. You know nothing. Like you know treat her like crap like you would presume somebody who's evil would do." But he just like seems to be very fatherly to her. Like yeah, you know, looking like like a he seems like a great master to for her to be an apprentice to. Like in all yeah. honesty, so yeah, it's just crazy.
2: That it, 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 yeah, it it really is. Also, too, some of the close up shots of his costume, um, something. I'm looking that, um, at one right now. Are you? Yeah, he's got a ring. He's got like a black stone ring. He's got a couple different, you know, r- really cool things. Mm-hmm. Um, if you pay attention, I'm just at like minute uh, five. Uh, yeah, five minutes in, five oh four. You can see her robe compared to his. He's a little more dark side than she is. And that's where I see some of her innocence and her just trying to figure out what they're all doing here. And she definitely is, he can train her. He is someone who can train her. I have this prediction, I have this feeling that she's feeling a stronger pull to the light, actually. And, and I think that because you can see when she goes into battle, she's more enraged. She seems like a viper just out there ready to just, uh, just attack mode and just seems vicious, actually,
3: mm-hmm.
2: when she's fighting. But then, when you watch her here with her master and stuff, different. Like a, she's
3: like a train, like a trained animal to like do what she's been taught to do, and then she just goes back, and then she's just like, okay, well, that was, yeah. that's what I, my master told me to do. That so I guess right. that's, that's what we've right. been teaching me forever. So,
2: yeah, it's just she's pulling off. I mean, it's she's amazing. I mean, honestly, both, but she and Ray are are absolutely uh, killing their roles, and they just are so interesting, so intriguing, and I I just don't. I want to know what's going on inside their head. I want to know their whole backstory. I want to understand more about their motives.
3: Like, what if um, there's, like, I always, I, I'm just thinking about how, like, there's probably, we're going to figure, we're going to think of them as the bad guys for, like, the whole season and eventually find out, like, you know, he was traveling after blah, 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 like, after the collapse of the empire just before. And he, like, finds mm-hmm. this little orphan girl on the side of the road and, like, yeah. takes her under his wing. They got to, you know, just, it's gotta be something like that where it's just like this guy did it out of like the best intentions and then finds out she's force sensitive or something, you know, it's going to be something heart crushing like that. And then, Oh yeah. I don't know.
2: No, I think, I I think that too. Yeah. It's it's got, it's got all those vibes. I mean, he, he has like, um, like you, you said it like a fatherly kind of figure. And when he talks about Ahsoka and he talks about force wielders, he doesn't want to kill him. He, Mm -hmm. I, and I, I also think too, that might've even been, why shin let up a little bit and wasn't she's just trying to get that map yeah. and she has her objective and she's getting away i'm not so sure that she wouldn't have you know outright killed sabine i think it's just a miss in terms of the saber or whatever you know like you said the force and there's there's other things at play there but it, it doesn't seem like they want to just go out and waste any other force user there are so few of them could, who can wield it
3: yeah could it be something okay this is just be off the cuff here so good. i know no, no thought, thought i like to you this. cameron <laughs> <laughs> but what it like? What if he, he? Okay, so he goes. This is, goes into one of my other questions here. Yeah, he keeps talking all about how there's bigger things at play. Like, don't worry. Like, we're gonna come out on top here. Do you think it could be the reason tying it together between like we're gonna come out on top? Kind of implies that like he has a master plan. Maybe he wants. My original thought was maybe he wants to be like a new uh Vader and Sidious sort of thing. Like, we can do this. We can end up overthrowing Thrawn. Like, Thrawn will. Once we show up, like Thrawn will work for us, sort of deal, because we're force sensitive and he's not. Blah blah blah. Or it could be the, like tying into you. Just maybe think about like that's its own thought on its own, by the way. Like yeah, that's like yeah, yeah. could be an, it could be an in game, or maybe it's like a red herring. Like they're evil, so of course they want absolute power over everybody. Or it could be like tying it into the force sensitive and about how he clearly values other force sensitive lives and that they exist. Into maybe he wants to in a less evil way, but in sort of an evil way, he wants to live in a world where the force sensitives are on top of everyone else. And mm. he thinks mm. that they should have, they should as a collective have more power. And, yeah. you know, maybe he, maybe he secretly wants to restart a new Jedi order, but in his own image, where it's like yeah. his new rules instead of like the other, I mean, that's this, that's kind of the theme of star Wars lately is like starting over in a new Jedi order that works for a more modern age. So, Yep, you know, yep. I, it could be something like that where he's just like us, me, like we're going to be OK, meaning force users or something like that, not just like his absolute power over everybody else necessarily. Right.
2: right. That's a good point. I, I think because c- he does seem to be it, this is going to sound like such a weird connection, like like to Harry Potter, but essentially almost like he's a pureblood and he does value other wizards blood, you know, and sure. he, he, he values their. So you think in terms of force sensitives, because he doesn't want to unnecessarily just kill Sabine or Ahsoka especially Ahsoka and he has that that respect and so yeah maybe he's talking about them as force sensitives and maybe like you said maybe he's doing enough here he's sort of like dancing with the devil until he gets the devil's money and then he's gonna go redeem himself and he's he's thinking in his mind I'm gonna set this whole awesome grandiose thing and I'm gonna bring back the order and and you know reforge it in in a new way because my my belief here is that he, I don't know how he how he survived Order 66. I kind of originally thought that maybe he was sent away and came back. Like, there was some dire mission that he had to go on, and he comes back, and Order 66 has happened, and he had left his clone you know, group and wasn't actually there, and he realizes how weak the Jedi... Like, he maybe gets bitter, and he's thinking, the Jedi were this weak. How are we this deceived? Like, how were we... Because Mace Windu even says to Yoda, he's like, he's like, should we inform the Senate that we've lost the ability to use the Force? I mean, to some degree. Not that they had, totally, but... Really, they had felt they could sense it. They could sense that Mm -hmm. their ability to use it and that they were being deceived and that they, yeah, things were off. Things were off. And so, coming back to that, if he came back and saw the aftermath, he was like, I'm not going anywhere near this. I mean, it looks like he's even working with an Inquisitor. So, that's the other thing, too, that's kind of strange about him is that there's still this, uh, what,
3: imperial. How is there even an Inquisitor, you know, like, no idea. That's I, the that's the biggest mystery to me. And why are they in knight armor? Like why like what's going on here? I,
2: he he might not be an Inquisitor, but he has an inqu maybe he just has that Inquisitor's blade, a I yeah. think is is the name there for um, that character. But yeah, so yeah, like it's just a strange strange thing. I I'm just I'm really unsure as to how how he leaked through and
3: yeah. It's just I don't but, even think they're on IMDb Pro at least,
2: the yeah, the because the, I think they're trying to really keep that a big secret as to like who's as to playing who's, that, who's playing that character. I feel
3: like they was okay. Anyway, I'm gonna get on an old, another ten. What was I gonna say about Balon? Like here. Oh yeah, like, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I th- I, well, just like really quick, like he clearly, from what we understand, we're led to believe he didn't leave the order out of frustration. Like he didn't yeah. leave. He might have wanted to stay for as long as he lived. Like he could have just been cool with it. Yeah. But maybe he did this out of necessity to survive. Like he didn't like he's not Mm -hmm, trying to mm -hmm. be evil he's just trying to do whatever it takes because who's making who's holding him accountable like there's no order there's no jedi council to like punish him if he does something bad so it's like right he kind of just has ultimate power over whatever he wants to do he probably feels pretty he feel he probably genuinely feels like he's doing a pretty good thing like for the universe at all times like i can't imagine that he's like losing sleep and i over doing bad things and not because he's a bad person but because he thinks he's in the right that could yeah. be said about a lot of evil people in movies and shows in, in well, general but
2: right right i think that's what makes them um so so interesting is when you can kind of like see from air quote the bad guys you know, perspective, and you start to understand why, what motivates them, and you're like, okay, I kind of get it. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I can kind of see why they're doing this. It's maybe not the right thing to do, or the right way to go about it, but you're like, I get what they're doing. And, and and if his story, I mean, again, if he sees the the Order destroyed, and he does make it away, like you're saying, and just decides I need to survive, and I need to, there is no Order. He doesn't know anything, like, I mean, because you know, Yoda, there's the whole quote, I always go, and people get hung up on this, but Yoda says to Luke, when gone am I, the last of the Jedi. Will you be now? Does Yoda know that Balin's out there? I I don't think so. I mean, obviously, this is again one of those things where it's like they wrote that in, you know back in the eighties. Right. <laughs> clearly, he didn't. But they always try to make Star Wars work around a lot of the originals and 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 keep the the continuity and the canon uh there. But Yoda's not all knowing, and and this guy clearly he, he's his lightsaber color. I think changes his kyber crystal. I don't know well, that he, it was always. He
3: says it as much. He's not a Jedi. Like I know no Jedi. Jedi. Right. He, I feel like they make and a point backs, to have him say that. Like, right. Don't worry, yeah. I'm not. So, right. In that back. Yoda up wasn't that. wrong.
2: He wasn't wrong. Exactly. And that's that's back to my point. Is they they tend to same thing with Ahsoka. Ahsoka is not technically a Jedi. Like. Luke is the one still adhering to that old system and that old way uh, and is trying to 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 bring it back. And again, we've heard the news that Rey is going to be coming out with a, a new Jedi Order and probably different rules maybe and re- completely... What we saw kind of in, in the old Legends books, which is they changed things in the new Jedi Order. They like looked at the old Jedi Order and they said, you know what? There are some things that... There's a reason that they fell apart and so we kind of maybe need to adjust things. And, and it, maybe yep. that's what maybe that's what Balan's doing, you know? So... Yeah. Um, one, At one least thing, take it day by day. Right. So uh, do, do me a favor if you have it pulled up here. If you can, go to uh, 13 minutes and I think it's like 20 seconds. It's right when Morgan activates the key or mm-hmm. the, the map. And I want you to, as as you play it, watch Shin... Look and look, look scared, and look at her master. Just sort of watch the look on her, uh, her eyes. And I don't. Maybe it's not scared. Maybe she's not necessarily there. But like the the map is like lighting up, and you. You, you know what it makes
3: of, me think of? Yeah, it makes me think of like a little kid, and about how they don't know how to react when they're little, so they look at their parents yes. for how to react in certain situations. So. It's Ooh, almost like what point. she's doing. She's looking at him on like, is this good or bad? What we're doing right now? Like yeah. you tell me, is this like, are you scared? Cause I'm, I'm like, right. She, maybe she's not necessarily super scared, but she's like, Unsure. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. I don't know how old her character's supposed to be. I guess I assumed she was like a teenager, but maybe she's supposed to be younger. I don't know. I, I don't know how yeah. old her actress is or anything either, but the
2: actress the is in her early twenties, I think.
3: Um, so maybe so she, she's like a younger teenager, she's playing a yeah. younger teenager or something. But I mean, we can assume that she's someone who's she gives off like, like sad puppy dog sort of vibes where like, you mm-hmm. know, she's been downtrodden and like had a harsh life before yeah. maybe meeting him. So she's like trying to relearn how to like, yeah, maybe she has no, like, you know, she's just now still learning to use her force abilities too. like
2: yeah we don't yeah. know
3: her progress yet and that's the no. that's kind of part of the mystery too so she's like i said she's just looking like she has no idea what's going on she didn't know what this map is she probably doesn't Heck he probably no. doesn't really tell her that much about that but
2: right he, he does seem yet yeah, and again that's her master who she's looking to that's a really good observation remember i i was talking about like some of the innocence that i saw in her and like you just said she seems that's a great way to put it is she looks at her master to see how do i react you know is he scared because I'm I'm feeling a little scared, and she looks at him for reassurance. It's funny if you watch that; it's really well done. And I'm just sort of like, okay, I I like these characters even more when I saw that. I'm like, there's something. If you also look going at the
3: like the way they're standing too, they stand really close together. Like she's like right; they're touching yes. each other. That's how yes, close yes, yes. they are. It's not like she's behind him or off to the side. Right. She's like next to him. Like she's like mm-hmm. wants to feel secure and stuff like that mm-hmm. too. So yeah, 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 yeah. Body sure. language.
2: Right and all of that all of that helps to to kind of show it, it, in a way some of her, her like yeah her her age, her her innocence, um or her maturity or whatever, you know, just those different things that she's, yeah she's she's looking to him to yeah, it's just it's great, it's just so well done, and the more the scene kind of goes on. You start to just see her wide eyed looking at this stuff. And and you don't see that same wide eyedness in, in the other characters. Like they they're more seasoned and she's younger and and she's just sort of blown away by this. And that's attention to detail that I just love. I love that kind of stuff because she is like, What the heck is going on? And we're also sitting there going, What is she do? Is this another
3: galaxy? You know she really wants to just be like I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah, she's holding for it sure. in so hard.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Disney's like, we can't let the you know <laughs> not the dark the dark side say this. we not. We can't do it. Yeah, we're not gonna. We're not gonna give that line to her. Um, but no. yeah, she probably is thinking. Do
3: you it. think? Do you think one of them, if one or both of them, is going to flip by the end of the season? Um. You, okay. You ready for my? You are.
2: Are you ready for uh, what I think is going to happen? Do you can I just tell yes. you what, what? Okay. I'm ready. Okay, I in this scene right here when Morgan is talking and she, she we see the map and we see it light up and we're talking about Shin and the way she's looking around and how crazy and, and, and like they have the force. But they look at Morgan Elsbeth as if she's this, uh, they don't understand her power and it's different than what they do in the Force and she's a witch. And she's talking about the beings who created this this place. She says that Thrawn is communicating with them across space and time and that Thrawn is calling to her in, in some way and that Thrawn is her yeah. master. I get that she knew Thrawn it's it's They've established that she was working with Thrawn during his time when he's with the Empire. So back before Ezra takes him off the chessboard, as I say. So Ezra gets the Purgle at the end of Rebels and says, boom, you're gone. Bye. Let's get out of here. I don't know if Ezra knew where they were going or he had any control over that. I don't think so. The Purgle would just maybe have their own path because the Purgle are all symbolized here. But there's another thing with time we're going to get to because you brought up an excellent point i don't uh yeah so so i this calling that she is hearing from this other galaxy we've seen images of thrawn coming back and it's it's going to happen he's going to come back right but who are these other people in this other galaxy who are these figures that ahsoka is like looking at like the glowing orbs in the beginning the puzzle that she's putting together these are witches they're they're related to the night sisters in some way there are a group of people that, I mean, they talk about the the fairy tales that the Children of the Jedi used to talk about. This gateway or portal to another galaxy. So, as I say, we always talk about this single galaxy. And when we think of Thrawn, we think, oh, he's in the unknown regions of this galaxy. And that, to us, is a mystery. Oftentimes in Star Wars, we're like, the unknown, re- We this was what blew me away, Cameron, is that, we always talk about the unknown regions, and they're so cool, and the Chiss ascendancies out there, and then Exegol and Palpatine, and like what well, is all out there, wild space and everything. And then they, Dave, just went and said, "Oh, we're not, we're not talking about that. We're talking about another galaxy." Further beyond that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never thought they were going to do that. I did not think that was where this was going to go. And when I think about like the Yuuzhan War, for example, when another force from another galaxy invades. Our galaxy. It united the Imperial remnant, and it, it you know, they took the whole Jedi order, uh, Luke's order to like fight them. They almost lose multiple times. There's there's tons of losses. It's a it's a galactic battle. It's this galaxy versus this galaxy. Uh, it's beings that are totally different that that are outside of the Force, and the Jedi can't use their powers against them. It totally is just a, a crazy, That's crazy thing. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> wild. When you look the, when you read that series in Legends, it's one of the ones that people scratch their head and like, this is wild. It's crazy. Some people love some people hate it um yeah but what i see going on here is they're opening up this other galaxy there's a whole group of people that live over there do they have the force and and like why is it that they that like they go with the Pergo? they they go to this other place can the Pergo take them back like why did they never come back why why are all of them waiting on Thrawn's return captain pelion is talking about like well we we you know we're, we're the timing is important like who knows when he's coming back who is because it feels like thron can't get back unless they go get him which makes me think that thron is trapped and that thron is imprisoned and whoever is imprisoning him might be using him or impersonating him or using some witchcraft to reach out to another witch and say come you know i pretending to be Thrawn to bait them into opening this portal so they can just bring their
3: forces in. Mm-hmm. I mean,
2: I think this could go a completely different way. I, I could be totally wrong. There's probably, they're going to explain it in the next episode. It's I'm going to be it's totally out, but like it's
3: going like, to be outdated by the time this comes out.
2: Yeah, for sure. Which is totally fine. I love the week to week thing yeah. because you can get, you can get kind of crazy, but can you bring up for a second, like some of the stuff that you were talking about in terms of, of time and, yeah. you know, cause, cause Morgan alludes to that, like he's reaching across space and time.
3: Specifically her. says time, yeah, which is I thought was interesting, but this theory is not from my own brain. This is from, yeah. um, specifically new rock stars. I'll give them credit for that mm-hmm. one for sure because they said this at the very end of their latest episode. It doesn't, they said specifically, it doesn't lead to a place, it leads to a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they're talking about the map and following the map, like it's not in. In theory, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to follow this line and then I'm here in its current time. It could have been like, you know, like if you want to talk about actual space, like interstellar sort of stuff, yeah. you know, going on a different planet in that movie. They talk about how like they were on that planet for an hour and it was 25 years up on the spaceship, like about how time dilates like that. Wow. Yeah. If they want to play with that, like, you know, how, who knows how long they could have, you know, Ezra and Thrawn could have been gone for minutes and then they come back and it's just like nothing had ever happened. They're just back. So it could yeah. be one of those things like time dilated so much when they went to this other place. It could have only been a couple days, but it's been years. Like Ezra's same age as he came back. He comes back basically yeah. the same age. Like they could totally play with that. I i do not know how they would explain that. It might be a little complicated. Yeah. Um yeah. to like explain that to a general audience. But um I don't Let's know. See. I I feel like they could have done, you know, it would explain, it would help explain like why Thrawn is just like back but um
2: well well why is there a map that leads to
3: where Thrawn is exiled and why
2: are there why is there all this Purgle symbolism associated with it you know
3: it seems like from what I'm hearing on the interwebs the theory the leading theory is that it's like a a prophecy from either the Night Sisters or even something as far back as like the Ricottans, Is that oh, sound familiar? Jeez, like where it's like this. We again like messing with time, sort of right. thing. Where it's like it's they were so long ago. Like when they yeah. went, they went back in time. That it took. It could be like this crazy. Like when you're messing with time dilation and how, like, who knows how the Purgles actually travel? Like maybe they travel yeah. through time to get to another location. There's been talk about how maybe they use the world between worlds sort of deal. And they pop out in another time. Yeah, Like when they, when they do the, like, we don't know, like it, we know that like light speed was emulated from them. Is that about right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's how the people came up with the idea of light speed. So like, you know, yeah. but who knows if that's actually how they work. We don't really know for sure. It's never specified that we just see them kind of blast off and that's it. So it could be one of those things like where, you know, Morgan Elizabeth's character, she, you know, the character, she, there's been this prophecy for so long about, Thrawn or somebody who looks like Thrawn returning to take over and restart the empire, like, it sounds to me like that's where they're going with it, like where there's a prophecy in place, kind of like the Chosen One prophecy where certain things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. She knows they're going to happen, maybe because they've already happened or they're, they mm-hmm. were told they were going to happen. Like, I'm going to come back on this day. Like, maybe he told them, maybe he made the prophecy himself about I'm coming back on this day. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe they won't. Maybe they won't even touch that. But maybe... I just yeah. feel like it's weird that she's prophesizing this. Like there is a time and a day that it's all going to happen, but we haven't heard how yet, like, or why there is a prophecy. She hasn't elaborated. She just knows all this stuff that it's going to happen.
2: Right. It, it's so, yeah. Cause, cause Shin and Balin are talking and she, and you know, Shin says, what happens when we find Thrawn? So have they ever met Thrawn? I, I, is it like, cause there, there's all this time where like you're, you're saying maybe he did go there for a bit and maybe they did come back and maybe they learned something in those few days in that galaxy that brings them back to prepare for something else. You know, even with premonitions and when you start to see into the future and you start to, to see these uh, possibilities and you start to say, okay, when I go back, I can't, I I, I can't mess with the galactic civil war. I, I I need to be focused on this next thing. Um, Thrawn in, in all of his books is called a guardian, like a guardian of the galaxy. Like, mm-hmm. no, like, like, like no joke. I mean, he seems to always be wanting to prepare the Chiss ascendancy and then he goes to the empire to make himself stronger to make those allies to find a force that would be strong enough to I, maybe withstand i don't know if it was the this is again a connection to the books but like an alien race called the gris uh or is there some other race out there beyond uh this unknown region like it just it, like what is he
3: how crazy would it be if him and ezra both come back like you see him get off the ship or whatever and then right behind him comes ezra and they're like hand in hand like as I think like so. you don't understand like i've seen like what's coming like kind of like right like um you know the hulk when thanos is coming he's like thanos is coming like so and so's coming like you don't understand. like we can't just be messing around with this whole thing like yep. what do you yep. mean the new republic sucks like what we like, we got they're coming now we got to all be ready
2: yeah i mean it wouldn't surprise me either too if if like Ahsoka goes to strike people are going to think i'm absolutely nuts but i'm telling you something else trippy is going on here i don't know what it is i can't wait till i reflect on this at the end of the season and go, as you were so <laughs> dripping out over all these different details and trying to speculate and stuff but it wouldn't surprise me if at the end of this if if thrawn is is going to come prepare them in some way or if there is the, and i, I only see isn't I, that I, what
3: I, the theory is about the movie yeah like about how the movie is a combination of all these shows like we're going to get like an avengers meetup of like all these different things yes. going on because we're building towards this bigger threat. Well, and, and I think that, that's I, what the movie is exactly.
2: The bigger threat cannot be anything in our galaxy. I, on w- I, I never, I, I was like, I, I thought this back in the day, and I thought they, there needs to be something. I always thought outside of the unknown region, I thought just outside of our galaxy, something else that kind of borders us or whatever. But seeing this, whether it's a place in time or whatever, it literally looks like another galaxy. And, It's it's going to we're opening up to that place and whatever it is they they mention in the opening crawl the vault like this is a I'm going to go back and look at I think the exact wording is that this is a vulnerable galaxy that the galaxy Mm -hmm. is vulnerable they talk about the galaxy as a whole and then Morgan Ellsbeth has her hand on the map and says this is our galaxy. And then here's the line to the other one. And so whatever that Avengers moment is going to be, I I could see Ezra stepping off the ship, like you said, and Ahsoka goes to, you know, strike Thrawn down. And Ezra's like, no. And he fights Ahsoka and says, I don't think you don't understand. Like, you need to trust me again. (laughs) I mean, that's the kind of craziness that you can go with here because it would just be so unique. It would be so creative. It would be so different. And I don't think uh, anybody, I don't hear, I don't know, maybe more people are talking about it than I think. But the the moment you mentioned another galaxy, I'm just sort of like, this is, this is, no one has any idea what's coming now. And this is huge. This this is where I've wanted Star Wars to be for a long time. Yeah,
3: That they're united. Like, like there's something that happens where, like you said, I mean, like the Legends, like where the Imperial Remnant needs to do this, blah, 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 blah. And then they all need, like, such unlikely, and then, like, a force that comes together.
2: Mm -hmm. And then...
3: But then how, it's, like, how would you explain, like, what happens after? Like, the Imperial Remnant that eventually becomes the First Order, like, is that, they, right. did they build all of these things? Like, did Thrawn set all this in motion originally maybe to defeat this enemy that ended up getting defeated another way? And that's why they just so have, it. Would exp- I mean, that would explain why they have so many ships just lying underground somewhere. Like, maybe there was this whole plan to, like, Thrawn set mm-hmm. this in motion. I know it's, like, a Palpatine thing, but, like, maybe maybe he's the like, thrones the reason palpatine really set the in motion to begin with to get all that stuff cooking for yeah. this bigger threat i don't know i mean you could maybe yeah, that's already explained but you could go that way if you really wanted to
2: you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you definitely can. I mean, there's this like uh, d- different motivations. I mean, at one point, I th- there's um, when Ahsoka and Hera are talking about the guys who are traitors who are still working for more on, on Corellia, mm-hmm. and she's like, "How are they still like loyal to the Empire?" And it's like, it's and she says, "It's not. It's greed." So I could see one of these things happening where even if you have this whole co- conflict between galaxies and they do kind of come together, once that's over, it's back to the old ways. Yeah. It's greed and power. It's a power grab. Now again, to see what we can, who can get away with what. So, I still think you could maybe make that make sense. Um, and yeah, and, and have them still kind of split, or have a faction that gets all fired up in the Imperial Remnant and says, you know, we already know the First Order is out there also somewhere, kind of doing its own thing. And that I snope. mean, maybe
3: that's why the I guess you know, I guess I never considered the First Order is. They're just something totally different. They're not really Imperial Remnants, a lot of them. A lot of them are doing their own thing. They just never even thought about anything yeah. else happening. They're just doing. They're all next school doing their own thing. Maybe maybe the power vacuum is they all unite together. All of the ex-Imperials just get obliterated. So now mm-hmm, there's this huge mm-hmm. power vacuum of like, mm-hmm. okay, well, they're all gone now officially. They got wiped out in this giant war that just happened that we had no part in. Let's go right. and... Let's move on in, everybody. The their the first order, the, or not the first order. The you know, the yeah, they're, they're remember- now resistance is weak oh, yeah. as ever. Like right. uh, they all power together, they used up all their resources on this war. Yeah, uh, let's just go on in now and then clean up. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't do. There's only like one book, uh, Bloodline, that kind of talks about some of the state of the galaxy before you go into the Force Awakens. And there's still so many years prior to that that they just maybe don't mention. And it seems kind of odd. I know I get this with it's, it's just uh, it's how they're filling the gaps. They're just doing things backwards, and you you know some things that happened earlier uh, in, yeah. in creation aren't aren't going to be able to you know allude to this great war that happened with Thrawn and this the Imperial Remnant and all those things. Who knows? But yeah, yeah I like this. I like the idea that uh, that yeah that that this big conflict happens, and then people their resources are, are, are depleted. The Imperial Remnant is then almost you know essentially vanquished and gone, and and. Uh, the New Republic's thinking. All right, we're good. Let's decommission these ships again. So let's shut her down. And Leia's like, "Hey, First Order's out there. What are you guys doing? We need the Resistance." And they're like, "No, we're we're
3: done. Like, not another war. Like, we're yeah. good. That's just hearsay, whatever." Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And they're again,
2: they're out there waiting, doing their their thing. And Thrawn's coming back again with, I think, what will be his plan to kind of. I just don't freaking know. I think. I think. I always. I've always felt like he. He's one of those guys that is. Like in the TV, like in the TV show, because we root for the rebels, he is the bad guy, right? He's he's he's, we're in opposition to him. But uh, when you read about him, and when you read when he's the main character of the books and the stories, and Timothy Zahn writes about him, and I know it's just perspective, but he has he's 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 the best. The people love working for him. He's totally different from other imperial officers and, and admirals and stuff. And he is. He's just totally different. And his, his He's motives
3: are to a different end than everybody yeah, else.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I still feel like that's going on and there's respect for uh, Ezra Bridger and these other people who are, are very powerful in the rebel Alliance and things, but he wants to have a united power that is in control. He wants stability. He Thrawn comes from the chaos and he wants that chaos to be tamed. And that's the problem with the the, Ch- the Chiss ascendancy are surrounded by this chaos and these other threats, and so he's also kind of always looking for something that, like, first, it's just technologies. He finds technologies from uh, the time of the Clone Wars that are interesting to him when he meets Anakin Skywalker, and then he goes on, and he he starts to kind of learn more about the Empire, and then gets, and says, hey, I'm going to go undercover and join them. Like, he tells, like, one of their, like, the count, like, some of their council members and some of their generals in the Chiss Ascendancy. I'm going over to, to their side, because... He does something and you know gets in trouble with his own group, but um, yeah, I just when I read all those things, I'm thinking like, are they all talking? I mean, they they reference like like Dave, Dave Filoni. I have to imagine. I wonder how much he did talk to Timothy Zahn or what his plan is here because he brings Thrawn out of nowhere to come into rebels and brings him back and then yeah. instantly takes him off the chessboard with his own character Ezra Bridger and now is bringing him back and it's just uh, yeah, so. A lot a back
3: and forth here. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, and I just feel like there's there's something,
3: there's something. Like he wanted to not step on like the original trilogy canon in any way. Yeah. He didn't even want to risk it. So that's, I and mean, he you had want to play you had that to. game,
2: right? And I think he had to move Thrawn. Like this, it was a brilliant move to like you. You can't have Ezra Bridger running around as as a Jedi. Kanan sacrifices himself so the rebels can go on. Lethal is safe. Ezra and Thrawn now are off that chessboard, and they don't have you know. Yoda and Luke and everybody can go on and be their heroes and, and win the galactic civil war and, and or, you know, take over and, uh, beat, beat the empire. And then there's this other bigger threat. It's yep. it's almost, it almost has more stakes. It's just wild. So, um, all right. Uh, sorry. Kind of went a little crazy there. Oh, uh, good.
3: Can I speed run through these? Please, like any, I want to just like down the line of my notes really quick and then we can maybe cover. Cause I feel like we covered pretty much a lot of it. That, yeah. Um, Yeah. Give it to me. Did Ezra record the message before jumping with the whales, (laughs) the space whales? So, like, I'm confused as to when he had time to make this message. I thought, if I'm remembering right, it was a whole, like, spur of the moment thing. Like, or did he have this master plan of how he was going to do it? Am am I misremembering? Because I don't remember having time to just, like, record a message for anybody.
2: Right, it's it's after they come out of, um, or was that
3: after they're done? I don't even know. Is no, he no, like...
2: no! R- right before he goes to confront Thron, and uh, and he's going back into the ca- He's 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 on lethal. He sort of has a vision himself, and gotcha. don't, we don't really get to see it, but like he has a moment where he just kind of. Comes to terms with the loss of Kanan and realizes what he needs to do and he is given sort of this path. He even tells um, one of the characters sort of like, hey, like he tells certain people certain things. Like he tells this person, you need to do this. And then this person can't know what this person's doing. You just follow my, everyone had to kind of believe in what they were doing and, and other people, it's almost, it was almost like other people couldn't know the full plan. Only Ezra could know everything kind of thing. Almost like a Dr. Strange situation where you just kind of have to have to trust him. And he's, he's foreseeing one outcome that
3: works. You have to do what I tell you.
2: Yeah. It it felt kind of like that. And so he's, he's pre-recorded a lot of that stuff and, and he's just, he had, it's almost like he had clarity. And he really understood yeah. what he needed to do. And, and it was sort of, he had I wonder who no, was telling it. him that if that yeah. was like
3: the, the force or if that was one of these voices that Ahsoka keeps hearing. It's Sabine keeps hearing. Like right. yeah. what, what was that? That was a Kanan in the forest telling him that he, what he needed to do. Or well, was it the and, world between worlds thing yeah. going on?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, Lothal is such a special place and we, we learned that in rebels we were like, well, this place is like a, one of the entry points to that world. And so it was, it's, there's definitely something extra special about it. And he's connected to it in a way that, um, yeah, that hasn't probably for thousands of years. Who knows how old that temple is, but I mean, he's, he's born there and he's got a connection to it. And yeah, it was given that clarity. So, but yeah, that, yeah, he does record that before he, before they, they even, I think before he even sort of outlines any of his plans to, to anybody, he pre records that. Gotcha.
3: Yeah. Next up is who is the inquisitor night man? I know he has a name, but I I, clearly it's a big mystery. But like, who do you think it is? And Mm -hmm. why is it maybe Ezra? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I don't know. That's just like I feel like that's almost like the red herring of like, you know, you could totally see him taking off the helmet and it's Ezra under there. Like the frame kind of looks about right to me. It's one of those things like I obviously don't know what the actor looks like 100% top to bottom sort of deal going on. Like Mm -hmm. I could totally see the actor fitting into that suit and that's why they want to keep it such a secret. But at the same time, it's like why would he be an Inquisitor kind of deal going on? Like what's the right? and why is he with uh, Balon and... um, out padawan yeah. yeah like why is he so that's where it kind of falls apart but it's just like clearly it's somebody like they wouldn't just not list them on the imdb for like at least yeah. on the pro version that i'm looking at right now yeah. for yeah. nothing
2: right they're hiding this person from us and and we don't no, I, this is the one thing too that I think Balin and Chin don't know much about him either. It seems like he is just working for Morgan Ellsbeth. He's with them. Uh, they all seem to be kind of pulled together. She seems to be the leader. She seems to be mm-hmm. leading this and organizing stuff. And it's her facilities. And or stuff she thinks that she's has, leading it. Yeah. Or she think. Yeah. Um. But and they've sort of bought into to her mission, and she's got the resources and the money to pay them or whatever, and they're uh working alongside her because it seems like I think it. Merrick, Mark, or something is, is yeah. that is that individual, and I don't. They seem to be more because she when she's talking to them when she opens the map and stuff, she uh, explains that he, he or she is already on a mission to get this last hyperdrive, and that's like like almost like they're he's they're taking direction from Morgan, and. So it doesn't seem like everybody knows everybody, and they're yeah. all uh, yeah. It seems like Morgan is pulling everybody together. Uh, it's also strange because when she's when Morgan is rescued, it's almost it's almost like she knew that she was gonna be rescued, and because she says something to Balin like "You're true to your word," mm-hmm. and you're like, well, "Wait a second, what
3: does she mean by that?" that like she almost seems. like, they already had this plan rolling pretty, just in case.
2: Yeah, pretty confident that like he was gonna come and get her out. I don't I don't really know. Um, but the, 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 theories out there have been that this could be, uh, people have speculated for a while. Barriss Offee was this sort of leftover character that, uh, in the clone wars that Ahsoka it was another Padawan that Ahsoka gets when she leaves the order, it's because Barriss Offee framed her and for the bombing right. of the Jedi temple and things like that. So no one's ever known what happens to that character. Uh, like Dave Filoni clearly has a plan for Barriss Offee, whether it's now or in the movie or something, we don't really know. I don't I know. I just that can't character. imagine it's
3: fits the build or I don't really know, you know. It's just the Inquisitor. I feel like the crazy thing is the Inquisitor Blade, so it's like maybe it's somebody that killed an Inquisitor at some point. Like Yes. Maybe just, they did I just don't understand like who it could who it could be. Like is it someone that we know but is like really obscure? Is it like people were, people maybe were it's throwing just out... an all new character.
2: Yeah, it could be all new. People were also throwing out Star Killer at one point. Yeah. Uh I saw, you know if you saw that clip where uh they, they were um the actor Sam Witwer, was talking about you know, Dave Filoni at one point tossed around the idea of bringing Starkiller in to this series and he didn't know That's how crazy. and in which way, but it's like the, the apprentice of Anakin Skywalker and the then the apprentice of Darth Vader. Right.
3: So having yeah. these two apprentices kind of square off or whatever. Um, I just, do you think but, the night, the night thing, cause I'm looking at the scene right now where she meets the person for the first time. Yeah. We don't know if it's fight, a man yeah. or a woman, right? They're straight up wearing like night armor. So I just don't understand, yeah. like, like, is that maybe a, is that a hint? Is this like the precursor to the Knights of Ren? Like, is this Ren? Like, who the, who the hell's Ren? I don't know. Like, yeah, you, you know, it's like.
2: You're right. Know. This is <laughs> a knight, though. I mean, you can see the helmet, and the visor and
3: everything. I'm just saying if they want to tie in a whole Knights of Ren storyline, maybe this is the guy that they're based off of or something like that. Like, that's why they all dress like that sort of deal, like with the capes and the black. Metal armor like that, yeah it would make. I mean, if you want to tie in that whole thing and just make it make sense, then maybe it's just like some badass like yeah. Jedi or Sith follower because he doesn't have an orange blade; his is red straight mm-hmm. up. So you know, yeah. I would. I th- I would if they were like, yeah, this is so and so. I don't know what the history of Knights of Ren are. To be very clear, yeah, but, or if there's... there is like a fleshed out history, but.
2: There's not. There is. There they did do some stuff in the comics, which I know they can always go back and and change that or whatever if they want to. Um, comics are pretty fluid. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit. There's a little bit there in terms of like they they go like into the backstory about Kylo Ren how he faces the leader of the Knights of Ren and gets the mask and so on. But I don't remember exactly what the timeline on that. And yeah. it's definitely later um it's definitely later than than this time so you're right it could be somebody
3: like a kind of a precursor
2: to to that but i just
3: i'm just i'm just connecting the dots between like why he looks like a knight like i don't obviously i feel like that if they told me that i'd be like oh that's cool if it's somebody else i'd also be like oh that's cool Mm -hmm. but it would it would make sense i just i'm just trying to look at the context clues that they're giving and it's kind of like super obvious like this person is somebody that i don't know they're very agile they they specifically have like old-fashioned knight armor so it's like yeah. you don't really see that in star wars so i don't
2: i i know, know at one point yeah people were trying to figure out like who like is this individual male or female and they're because everyone's yeah. just trying to figure out who who this could be i feel like they hide it on purpose like they it's hiding. It. you can't oh, tell yeah and and the more i no i don't i think they're i i won't be surprised if that's baris Afi, actually i mean just i mean she, I don't know, but also like, they've, they've said that there's a guy playing in that uniform. Someone someone said somewhere that it was listed, but you're not seeing it. You're not seeing it. Uh, not
3: or, on IMDb Pro, anyway. Uh, like, can... attached to it, so I don't know. I Yeah, it's fascinating. What's the character's name again, do we think?
2: Marek, M-A-R-R-O-K, I think. Pretty sure, because we we'll, we'll, we'll only get it from Morgan at one point. Um, well, yeah, and they're talking. she's talking to Balin and Shin, um, but yeah. And, and it is an Inquisitor's Blade. For sure. So this person either was an Inquisitor or, or something. And yeah. they, they throw it the same way and it's it's double bladed, like boom, there's the Yeah, it's weird. Is it Cal Kestis? <laughs> just kidding.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, or like um Crazy spoilers for Survivor, what's his name's daughter Oh
2: my <laughs> gosh. Uh she had Bode. Bode
3: Yeah. Bode's daughter,
2: uh right. Yeah. I god I just saw whatever that. her
3: name is, but
2: Holy smokes!
3: That'd be wild, wouldn't it? If you, were, I don't, I don't know if they would. have even freaking had Cal Kestis in there, but it would. I don't be know cool if they thought for that me. far.
2: Yeah, you always look at like when things were produced in the production like timelines and stuff. Like, do they have time to really coordinate all that into their writing and the story elements? But yeah. So it says um, that
3: he's that the actor is being or the character is being played by Paul Darnell. Okay. Uh, I'm looking up his IMDb now. Huh. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have him. Ooh, I just looked him up here. I don't know what he's been in. I don't know who he might look like. Unless it's just like a, is he a, what does he do? Yeah, is he, is he, is is he, he an actor a stunt or, or is he a stunt person? Stunt performer, stunt performer, stunt performer. So he's just a stunt performer. Okay. All of his credits are stunt performer and everything. So it might just be a body double for that character.
2: Gotcha. Uh, yeah, it looks like he was a stunt performer for uh, Edward Cullen. Oh, yeah. Actually. So from Twilight. <laughs> that's funny it's crazy so yeah he's been yeah and he's been in a couple of different he was in the book Quain of Boba Fett assassin, yep yeah yep. so who so that's definitely not who's under the mask
3: there. once an inquisitor hunting Jedi for the Empire the mysterious Merrick now works as a mercenary hired by Morgan Elsbeth to carry out dark deeds fully encased in battle armor or battered battle armor the warrior still carries a red double-bladed saber with a circular hilt. So according to this blurb uh, from IMDb or from this f- from slash com, mm-hmm. that's probably what his, um, just his title, I don't know, or, or it could just be like what Disney said as his sort of deal. So they're flat out saying it's an inquisitor that just works as now like since the Empire's is done, just works for Morgan Elizabeth. So maybe it is just as simple as that. Yeah, it could be. I don't be. know.
2: They could be, and sometimes we get carried away with wanting everything to be these huge, grandiose things tied up and in a bow. <laughs> yeah, we just need somebody who's pretty epic, pretty strong, and and, and the force, or you know, with the lightsaber, uh, to oppose Ahsoka. Kind of a yeah, a precursor to the big boss, right? So yeah. that, that could be just what this character is. And that's
3: fine. Yeah, uh, uh, that, that very well may be. The the article just goes on to basically say like maybe it's Ezra, <laughs> like that's all. Yeah. Like, could it be Ezra? I thought yeah. they were gonna list a bunch of other theories, but it's literally just that. So yeah, wow. Anyway,
2: yeah, I like that's yeah, it's cool. I mean, I hope people have more thoughts and theories. And I know as the week unfolds and we get into the weekend, um, yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna keep my eye on on the on the Reddit and see what people are saying. Because do we have
3: time for a couple more quick? Absolutely, quick guys. Yeah, yeah. just. So all that's a couple quick ones. Uh, Every time Chopper is on screen, I just can't help but smile. Yeah, uh, because he's so funny. Like I literally like the fact that you could just understand what he's saying and like his little like he's like pumping up. He's like, let's go. Like when he when he gets him with the tracker, he just goes let's go yeah Yeah, Uh, yeah. it's just so funny like i don't know he's digging through there trying to find his stuff and you know he's like did you touch my stuff she's like no i didn't touch your stuff (laughs) (laughs) i just love chopper a lot he's he's really fun especially he just looks so good in the live action too like yeah it just translated so well over from animation um hologram tech if you go to the end of the episode episode two why is her hologram tech so advanced looking? Cause the entire time it was driving me absolutely up a wall, how flickery and awful looking all everyone else's holograms look. And then when we go to uh, Morgan Elsbeth's characters yeah. ship, her holograms are like made of a totally different like material. Technology. They're like flowy like technology. Whereas everyone else is just like a static. Hers is like just like a totally different thing going on here.
2: Right. And her ship looks totally different or whatever this is. Is she I don't know if she's is she's on the eye of Sion or whatever. I'm not sure if that's what
3: it doesn't look like any other Star Wars ship. I feel like we've ever at least for me that I've ever seen like that the way everything. So maybe it's from a different like maybe it's from a different galaxy. Like it's totally different tech that we aren't even familiar with in this galaxy. And it's right in front of our face like this is it. Because I think this is the same ship that we see Thrawn on in that trailer, like the reveal trailer. Yes. Yes, it like is. Like with the gold in the background or at least something very similar. Yep. So maybe this is the ship. I guess this is the ship that they're going to go take with all the big old. Hyperdrives. Hyperdrives on it, right? That's the ship that she's on.
2: Yeah, could be. Maybe it's just it could like be. crazy
3: expensive tech that nobody else has, but she's so wealthy that she just has everything.
2: Well, yeah, and that's the other thing is that, like, she she mentions, like, when they go to these different places and they find these locations, she's like, these beings are, like, ancient and from a galaxy far, like, not from this galaxy. Like, those mm-hmm. stone markers, she mm-hmm. indicates they're not people from, the people who built this were not from here.
3: So Well, could it be, like, the Rakadans, that. or is that like, like it I don't could, know much about the Rakadans myself, but,
2: yeah, like, I just keep
3: hearing that word thrown out there, too, like, I mean, right. a lot of this stuff could be from them. Right, and that because there was like a Rakan war and all that. Not to get too into the weeds on that, but
2: yeah, there was. Yeah, and so and that goes back to like the um, I think it's like the infinite. They're the
3: precursors to everything, right? Like they were. Right.
2: Yeah, and they're known as the Builders. Right. I'm just kind of pulling them up here just to get a little refresher. Um, oh my gosh, this would be kind of crazy. They were pretty brutal. I mean, they were pretty. Yeah the, Infinite, yeah, the Infinite Empire, right. So during the reign of their Infinite Empire, they were uh, characterized by their cruelty, savagery, arrogance. Uh, they were known to strip an entire planet of its resources, terraform worlds to fit their own shifting needs.
3: Kill Don't entire- we see one of their, in um, the Bad Batch, isn't there a ricotta in, like that whole giant yeah. animal thing that they're in, that's from them, right? Like that it just destroys everything and they wake it up, or is that from something else? because hmm. they're in it and they're like we got to sh- we got to destroy this thing it's like just blasting holes in the, the earth that a connection
2: to the ricotta i, I thought
3: don't... that was a ricotta thing i know like the theory was because they don't explicitly say it in the thing but a lot of people were making the connection that like this was since ricottans did that so often they would just destroy everything mm-hmm. that this old ancient technology that no one's ever seen it was part Actually, of the mountain were... it was so old right right that they awaken it and Bad batch, and they're like, yeah. We got to destroy it. And they end up destroying it, obviously. And then that was it. But like, it's one of the many machines that they would have used on invading planets to just decimate people.
2: Right. And they, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it looks like once it's awoken, it's destroying and wrecking that world. So, yeah, yeah. They're, they are referenced here in, in canon, though. When you click on the canon tab over on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. you can, you can find some, some mentions to them. So there's been, you know, because I always wonder what has been pulled back over or what references sort of count as canon and yeah things so yeah interesting but it, that's ancient times that was yeah. which i Are mean they, i mean that's, that's, if we're messing with time
3: here yeah knows, I hey. like, that's
2: what morgan is kind of talking about like we're talking about like old fairy tales and legends and things that were like the time of the children of the jedi like the children yes. of the jedi temple would talk about these legends and this lore that's what uh, he says from millennia ago so what does that mean yeah that's great So.
3: Who knows? Maybe we're getting that's going to be a new household name, pretty soon.
2: That would be cool. People would people would freak out, I think, actually. And I'd have to go to some some digging and some research, which I freaking love. So yeah, there was a reference to them in the Andor series as well. I was trying to find this. Um, yeah, just a, just a few. They're
3: planting seeds. That's all I'm saying. They
2: are because it's it's a uh, rail. Uh, Luthen Rail is he has that blue kind of the Kyber crystal thing, right? Yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the Sky Stone, the ancient world celebrates the uprising against the Rakatan invaders. That's there that stone kind of that blue uh, uh, Kyber represented. I knew there was a couple more references to to this in canon. So good call. I'd have to look into that a little bit cool. more and see if there's any. Yeah, could you imagine if that was like some yeah like the invading force or whatever? I mean, it just
3: yeah yeah wild. i have a feeling that next episode next week we're gonna have like i i would like to think that they're gonna start answering some questions or at least planting seeds that make it more obvious because like you know they drop these two episodes on purpose so that way because they continue into each other really well but yeah yeah um it's just like i i hope to we get to next week and we're like oh i see where they're going with this finally mm-hmm. like, they're mm-hmm. going they're definitely going this way or it may be like at least a new path like or at least a more clear path
2: yeah yeah yeah.
3: they don't have to like lay it out for us super obviously because they might pull the rug out from under us at some point but oh yeah
2: good yeah for sure yeah man this is there's my head i just i i love this because it's so it's so new but yet it's like you're attaching all of this back to ahsoka and anakin's apprentice and like the prequels and the clone wars and yeah everything that happened there right before a new hope i mean ezra taking thrawn out and now this is all kind of culminating in this really intense uh, adventure that's that's bringing two galaxies together that's that's connecting to lore and really I think exploring the night sisters and the force and gray Jedi potential. It's just it's got everything, man. So I'm loving it. And, and Dave, we trust. And and Dave,
3: we do trust, man. So except when the execs get in the way, but well. I, yeah, we'll yeah. just hope that uh it's not enough that we notice it too much.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I hope I hope none of that happened. I hope they just like go tell your st- like man let people flex a little bit, you know?
3: Yeah, but I like I it. I don't. know some. I know IGN I think gave it like a seven or episode one a seven or something. I don't know. Okay. I I gave it an eight, but just because like it's so oh, yeah. hard to get a ten opening episode a ten. So like, yeah, I I would say it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, obviously it can fluctuate as you see more episodes, but.
2: Right, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for me, all of the everything right now is is high eight going into nine territory. I'm, I'm like, it's 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 solid. It's just creative. It's original, and uh, yeah, it's got some characters we love in there too. So we're invested. We're locked in.
3: But production quality's there. Like, yeah, story yeah. seems to be total Dave Filoni of like, yeah, you never know. Like, who knows where he's gonna take it? Like, no one's safe. Like, could yeah. be anything. It doesn't yeah. feel like Andor where you're like, we kind of know where this ends. Like right. a lot of, a lot of chatter, a lot of, you know, yeah, and, and crazy nothing. spy movie sort of vibes, but we right. don't know where this is really going. No, no. And I'm so intrigued by Balin and Shin.
2: Didn't think I would be at first when I saw him, I was like, okay, they're gonna be pushovers. Not a big deal. So has got this, like, let's go to Thrawn. And I'm like, they are the coolest characters and mm-hmm. I'm just stoked. And even Morgan is, is fair Lady Morgan is
3: really intriguing. So I didn't I wasn't vibing with really any of them to begin with. like like any of the care like the live action versions of the animated characters like before this like la- even just last week I was just like I'm here for the story and Star Wars and that's kind of that's all I really care about whatever yeah. and then now I'm like okay I'm like I really like Sabine I really like Hera like everything about this is just like obviously the surprise takeaways of Balin and just you know just everything coming together and I'm just like dang. Yeah, they they did a really good job with these characters. Yeah,
2: yeah, and again, I we talked about the the attention to detail in terms of their acting and these little subtle moves and like the their body language and the positioning of them and everything, and it's just it's all at least in these first two episodes, it's been stunning and mind blowing. Yeah. And I will probably again uh, sit down and watch it uh, tomorrow and, and go back through it. I I really do want to do kind of my own go through, and I think on the next episode I'll be breaking down. The Easter eggs. I'm going to try to find every little reference because there's actually, I think, Ahsoka ship um, when she pulls in there, what you call it? t one nine seven four. And people are like, that's Dave Filoni's birthday. 1974, um, June 6th or, or just June 19th. Maybe it was just the month. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So I was like, wow, that's, oh, that's awesome.
2: cool. That's cool. So, there's a lot more of those, and I'll try to break those down. Um, I do have actually in the, we're going to save this for next time, um, friends. If you, those of you listening, send us your transmissions. I have three or four already lined up here and a couple uh, DMs over on the uh, Instagram as well, too. So, you can send those to either WompRat underscore 2M or you can send them to Star Wars Hangout 77. And I'm going to read them on the show next time. I'm going to just sit down and uh, read them and then give you guys my thoughts and discuss them. But I would love to get your guys' thoughts out here on the show. I love doing this kind of stuff where camera comes on, and before we were talking, I almost couldn't you know hit record fast enough because I was like, well hold on, this is good stuff like what's going on with this map and time travel and and whatnot it's 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 really cool to hear different perspectives and i I love it man i'm hoping you I'm hoping you'll come back on you know like mid season maybe season finale too because
3: I'll I, come back you know, on every week if you want me to
2: dude ah oh, don't don't tempt me frodo i mean don't tempt me because <laughs> dude the the just having all the and I was talking a lot about this, and she's um She wants to be back on an episode with you because to have different perspectives and like you come in with this lens, an actual lens in terms of like some of the production stuff and things that they're trying to go for and um, I know you because you're around directors and you're around like sort of of setting up a scene and a shot and storytelling and stuff like that and it, it is, it's really cool to kind of pull those moments out and to see what they're doing because especially on a show like this, that I'm really into and really liking, uh, sometimes when it's not going so well, I'm sort of like, all right, get those people out of there. <laughs> this this, this right. is tough enough anyway. So, um, but no, it's, it's been good. And I really want to get more of your thoughts and theories and, and, uh, and stuff as we move through this, 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 uh, this series. Cause, uh, I'm loving it and I'm yeah. So, so excited. Um, all right. Hey, uh, don't forget friends. I got links down to Cameron stuff down below. Um, it's Cameron in Hanson by the way, right. The website's still got the in. It's the still there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. I did not know if it was removed or not. So
3: I haven't updated in a while, so it's a lot of old stuff, but most That's of my current right. work is on Instagram. So if you want to support a, yeah. And it's a, the same a, too, right? a struggling filmmaker, just feel free. It's right here. It's right here on the video version. There we go. Um, Cameron.in.hanson is just my name. It's yeah. A little middle initial in there, but yeah. go
2: follow him friends. I got the link down below and, uh, He's a good man. We're gonna come back on, and we've had him over on Up Talking Tolkien before. Uh, one day I'm gonna get you and Courtney over on Chuck Cottage Radio. Lottie would flip out. That'd be awesome, Harry Potter. You know, so that'd be so. On lookouts for that, but that'll be after we get through Ahsoka, my friend. We've got uh, like another you know, seven weeks or so. So yeah, yeah. But all right, hey uh, friends, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it was this two hour episode. I just looked over, and I was like, oh my god, that's two hours. <laughs> No, i know can't pre- believe it i'm gonna cut a little here and there i was like well maybe we'll do half an hour and uh it turned out an extra hour and a half there so and i gotta get I'll up here. i gotta go in here i gotta go in here in the morning and oh boy it's the first week of school these kids these high school is your first week
3: this week yeah
2: crazy <sighs> curriculum night was tonight good lord good luck my so, friend yeah what is some here i'm gonna need some extra force energy Yep. In the morning. Um, so, but yeah, friends, with that though, I would love to get your guys' thoughts. I'm going to do a whole episode dedicated to just reading your guys' thoughts, theories, and predictions. Uh, so send those my way at Star Wars Hangout 77 at gmail.com and Star Wars Hangout 77 over on Instagram. Links again, all down in the description. And with that, friends, we will catch you next time. And as always, may the Force be with you.